we're live and in charge. Yes. We're doing this for you. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemmers. Yes, it seems. What gives you a choice? Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You maniacs! What is a man? What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Our patience is wearing thin. And my good buddies at Blender.com have given me $100 go on a shopping spree here in the streets of New York. So I'm going to go find some gifts for my crew and the opening bands because we've done such a great job on this tour. I love Christmas time. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm looking for an open air drug market. Am I going the right way? Heck, thank you, thank you. New Yorkers are so friendly. Hey, uh, I'm looking for some gifts for my friends. You know where I can get any crack cocaine? <laughs> Is that crack? Is that oh. <laughs> I thought he would know. You guys know where I can get any crack? There's a sign down there that says crack for sale. Right down there? Yep. Right there. Thank you very much. Have a great, right Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Now here's something. I really enjoy these things here. Road cones. I fuck these things. God, it feels good. All right, let's. Let's not fucking fuck up here. Let's just get on with this here. Hey! Check it out! Hey, buddy! Hey, you! Yo, boy! Yo, boy! What's up, man? How's it going? I need that famous rock. Mother, I got some shit that fucking... What you got? Whoa! Come on. All right. What you got, man? It's the most wonderful time of the... Here you go. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Check it out, guys. Yeah. I got some good 20s. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Hell motherfucking wrong. Hey! Free crack! Free crack! How about you, sir? Would you enjoy some free crack? I would love some free crack. Yeah, excellent! You got any crack? Good tickets? No, no tickets, just crack. But you could probably trade the crack for some tickets. Excellent. Have a good one. Let's get this stuff back to the crew, man. They really need it because they haven't gotten high in about 20 minutes. Hey, you fucks! Yeah, I see you jerking off, not getting any work done. This is uh, Tony from Municipal Waste, the guy in crutches, and this is Gunface from uh, Red Court. These are two of the opening bands. 
I got a little present for ya. Check it out. That's okay. What do you think of that shit? Hey, 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 hey. Lick it. Boy, am I embarrassed. Well, Odorous Shurungus from the streets of Manhattan trying to hook up with his brothers with crack and failing miserably. It's the most wonderful time. I love Christmas time. You can't spell the most wonderful time of year without crack. This is episode 132 of Behind the Schemes for December 26, 2022. And last time I checked, I think I had a $100 bill laying around. This is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from the bereft coast where we know what to do with a $100 bill, my name is Lavish. <laughs> smoke it, smoke it, smoke it. Yes. Eat it, eat it, eat it. The $100 bill around here is like a multi-tool. It's like a Swiss army knife. A lot of things you can do with that. It's like a golden ticket. Never leave the house without one, is what I always say. Yep, and never return to the house with one. So it's good. simple. It's education, people. It's easy. E. And that's where we're trying to take you tonight to Easy Street. This is mm. a special post Christmas slash Boxing Day special episode of Behind the Schemes. Mm-hmm. This is the Behind the Schemes holiday special episode one thirty two. As Mister Booberry said, it is December twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. I hope everybody had a very good Christmas. I know I did. Yeah, a holy jolly Christmas, if you will, if I may be so bold. <laughs> And you may. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, you had uh, a little uh, kerfluffle happen today yourself. Yeah, I got home and all of the alarms in the house are going off, all the smoke detectors, and I just got home from a two-hour drive and uh, kind of psyched myself up to the point. I was like, well, maybe I am having a headache from carbon monoxide poisoning and calling the fire department to be sure and turns out it was just a smoke alarm going bad mm. okay. womp womp. hey it's better than dying uh that is that is true that is true uh but you know you still kind of you feel like a dope you know of course as a matter of fact you might, get, you might get sued by the fire department you never know you're right especially when i tried to play grab ass with one of them <laughs> <laughs> that's where they get you that's you see every time they send all their little fucking sexiest guys down there, and then, you know, you're left holding the bag. I know, it's, 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 it's a rough time. Fire truck rolls up, and it's like the fucking 12 months just rolled out. <laughs> God damn. When did the fucking circus get in town? <laughs> Look at all these clowns. <laughs> oh, nice. Call... The Dragon Zord. Look at that. Make heroism. He's that first. He's got the first lips on that dragon flute. Oh, my. Boosting 1621 from Fountain. Thank you, Make Heroism. Yeah, 1621. You can call up the Dragon Zord from Power Rangers. Mm hmm. It's pretty Mighty cool. Muffin Power Rangers. Yeah, and it sounds like this. So now there's a giant dragon sword loose in the green room. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, old friend. It's been a while. Do you think? Been- do you think the dragon sword would smoke crack cocaine with you, given the chance? 
if not, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just a shoe in Like they said in the song Mope by Bloodhound Gang, Pac-Man rolls up on you high on crack cocaine and calls everybody a pussy for not smoking with him. Mm-hmm. It's like cereal, him. <laughs> Pac-Man uncontrollably smoking crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man is to crack like German children at breakfast are to Hefeweizen. It just becomes a part of you. It's part of the, it's what you got to do. I have to do it. It's necessary. This is a culture, it's a faux pas if you don't do it. If you don't do it, people will actually make fun of you. Oh, see, I don't want to get make, made fun of, so. Nobody wants, no, I mean, no. No. I think I will take some of that peer pressure, actually. I will have that crack. Simple as. Oh, Hunter, that's how it always starts, you know. It's the, uh, the gateway drugs. You're hanging out with the dragon sword. One thing leads to another. You're smoking crack cocaine. Tale as old as time. I love the way history repeats. It really is something. <sighs> history doesn't repeat all the time, but sometimes it certainly does rhyme. Well, you got uh, you got tonight's tarot card drawn. What uh, I haven't actually certainly looked. Did. Oh. Well, I I uh, got it in there now. Should be in the show notes. If you go to Zoso's Corner com, you will find our show notes episode 132 oh. our christmas special and tonight we got the reversed eight of pentacles or the eight of coins for those who may not know what a pentacle is and i didn't when i first started doing tarot so no judgment here i drew from the uh starman tarot the david bowie david d'angelis tarot set and reading from the booklet that came with the set, which, by the way, was given to me by the very good Reverend Dr. Love Pfeiffer in beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, according to the booklet, the upright meaning of Eight of Pentacles means I am doing the work that I was born to do. Uh, the Eight of Pentacles, uh, would the, the image itself is very kind of surreal. I don't know. How would you describe this tarot set? It's like uh, uh, geometric, very geometric in nature. Ah, the actual David Bowie deck. Yes. It is, uh, I would describe it as a digital, abstract digital art. Yes, digital is a great word to throw in there. Yep. A technicolor um, extravaganza of highly contrasting colors and shapes that all fluidly meld one into the other uh, with geometric bases kind of forming the the frame around certain objects like in this card it's a person standing on top of a cube surrounded by the iridescent clouds what could be described as uh, almost like an oil slick in color mm. all excellent descriptions all very apt descriptions i think and the only thing i would add is that when they do have like a humanoid figure which they often do mm -hmm. they never have a face and they there's always like something that's very dehumanized about them it almost looks like an AI-generated person. You know, whenever you do art through an AI generator and you try to have a human in there, they right. don't quite get the human right. There's something that's just not quite there. And this is a real artist. It's not AI art. Yeah. It's a lovely card. Uh, and you can see it. Uh, it's at zosiscorner.substack.com. As I said, the reverse meaning, the most obvious way to interpret the reverse meaning is to see the, the inverse of, of that very thing, which is... Um, say you fear that it isn't possible to thrive doing what you're doing maybe you are struggling at your job maybe you're focusing on external rewards and not intrinsic rewards you're not finding pleasure 
uh, in how these external rewards are, are manifesting themselves. Maybe you're <laughs> lacking a discipline uh, due to boredom, and maybe you're constantly distracted from important tasks that would be better suited to your time. These are the things that come from this booklet, this sort of ideas there. So uh, also taking the easy way out, taking work that uh, doesn't fulfill you, or focusing on money, cost of something personal. Maybe you could even reach out and give us a five-star review. Ooh, what's that? A five-star review? <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> oh, 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 you don't say. I, I know. It just oh. flooded in. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel, I feel so much better about everything now. I feel validated. Uh, yes. Yeah. Basically flip the card right side up again. <laughs> Uh, can I, can I bring a little something from Labyrinthos here real quick? When reversed, the Eight of Pentacles signifies something similar to the upright position, but the task may be even more demanding. This means that you need to execute swiftly and with great care if you want to be happy and successful with this outcome. In terms of work, the Eight of Pentacles reversed refers to the importance of impressing your employer through your diligence, dedication, and intelligence. Never avoid any task or responsibility in your work, or else this can damage your reputation. And in love, the Eight of Pentacles may reveal that both, uh, uh, that both of you may not be prepared to handle the responsibilities to make your relationship work. Interesting. And this can apply to a, in, a metaphys- in a metaphysical sense, not to such a literal sense. It doesn't have to apply to a romance or to friendship, necessarily. It could be your love for something. <laughs> yeah, or this kind of an love. idea. You may call yeah. me mistress. Ah, that good old city council love. Oh, yeah. Do not let this glamorous look distract you. Don't get distracted. Well, Keep your eyes on the prize. It's easier said than done uh, to the honorable mistress from... Where, where was this again? This was in... Broward County, Florida. Florida. Uh, finally, a little Florida, Florida mistress action. <laughs> uh, we're overdue. We don't do nearly enough Florida stories. I I did discover radar. once upon a time a podcast dedicated solely to Florida people stories. A Florida man podcast and Florida woman. Yep. Excellent. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, I can I can search it up if there was anything else that uh, that you were feeling about that Eight of Pentacles yeah. there. Well, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't. We don't have to look at it now. Uh, yeah, the Eight of Pentacles, that's it. That's basically it. We've gotten the Eight of Pentacles before, I think. Uh, at least upright, we've gotten it once. I'm not exactly sure which episode. but Yeah, well, that's, uh, now that we have that HTML backup, it might be pretty easy to keep a tally, I guess, of uh, which card. If we could find a way to do that, that'd be really neat. And the name of that show, I don't know why I couldn't remember this, Florida Freak Show. Florida Freak Show. Excellent. (laughs) It's not very good. (laughs) I mean, that's fine, too. It was was on the list for a little show that we used to do called Misinformed Nation. Ah, yes. I remember that show. I couldn't make the cut. (laughs) Florida Freaks Show. Got it. Excellent. Well, that's all I have, I think, on the tarot card, unless you have any other thoughts. Now, nah, if you want to check that tarot card out, it's posted up at the top of our show notes over at zososcorner.substack.com. Subscribe for free if you so choose. Uh, we'll send out an email every week 
when we go live with this show, which is 7.30, Eastern, respectively, over at badradio.live. You can sign up, and then all of our show notes will show up in your inbox. So, uh, producer credits, the images of this tarot card, uh, show notes, links to videos, memes. Uh, I got a whole slew of button pictures in there for you tonight. I'm- yep, we got the button machine purring, whirring, uh, button machine go burr. <laughs> uh, we got all kinds of links to everything that we're going to talk about, including the chat room, including our website behindtheschemes.com, uh, links to the live show, of course, if you know, if you need a link to that in the future. We also have shirts. We have, uh, ways that you can support us if that's, uh, if that's your bag. And of course, we've just got all the images. We've got all the, 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 the graphical element to the show. Which, if you're not in a, a podcasting 2.0 compliant app, and you're not already seeing all the beautiful chapter art that's going to flit on by with all the topics that we talk about, well, then you might want to get yourself uh, a new podcast app by going to nudepodcastapps.com, checking it out, and and helping yourself away from this corporate, boring system, the, the Spotify's and the Amazon's of the world, that don't even have this stuff. They, they don't have... A tenth of the beautiful, wonderful bells and whistles and features that we've got going on over here with all the art and all the good stuff. Check it out. Zozoscorner.substack.com and also nudepodcastapps.com. I can I can I can sum this up pretty well. I, I think I got away. So there's Spotify. From a small one inch to <laughs> Apple. All the way up to a giant six inch. And then there's nudepodcastapps.com. 18 inches thick. <laughs> <laughs> you are dismissed. Yes. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's kind of we don't have any paywalls for this show, but there is a certain labor wall. There's a there's a little bit of uh, extra steps that if you if you want to take them, there's a there's a lot of really cool shit going on. Indeed, but we'll never charge you. We'll never we'll never read ads, boring stupid ads. Mm-mm. How many ads did I have to watch this Christmas? Holy God. Hanging we out with my family. We don't do sponsors. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. So many. Oh, yeah. man. I, Never do that. I, I was right there with you. I was like, how long is this infomercial on Ukraine going for? I just want to yeah. get back to, I, I can't remember the movie. It was uh, Kevin Costner as Wyatt Earp. Oh. That's the one I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Slipping on it now. Yep. That dude's been in a lot of goddamn movies. A lot of movies, Kevin. And we want to go and take a vacation, Kevin. Oh, it's called Wyatt Earp. <laughs> How easy. I'll never remember that. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, it was the, the advertisements were off the chains. Yeah. Disgusting. Instead but, of that, you can hear us do bungloads and stuff. It's easy. So, oh, oh, speaking of which, I've got something a little outside the purview for a normal normal broadcast this is a holiday special so i got a little something special to sip on oh i am drinking i'm about to take my first drink of it actually uh hotel tango american straight bourbon whiskey bourbon ready to drink high standard issue purpose of contents to be served in remembrance of those who served this side up (laughs) Mm, very uh very convenient I never had a bourbon tell me it's ready to drink before. <laughs> Was it ready to drink? I I would say so. Yeah, I I can. There's a little hint of like caramel just peeking mm. around the corner. Mm. Yeah. In a dino mug, I see. 
It's my official lizard person head. Oh, uh, because he's wearing a tie. Yes, that is correct. Delicious. Excellent. Well, the- I've got a Guinness going. Oh. And then I'm going to follow that with a nice two towns cider. Getting mm. weird tonight. I, I actually have a cooler of cider behind me with ice so I can keep putting it into the bourbon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're ready to drink. <laughs> I am. <laughs> There's not bourbon much worth out there worth taking more seriously than drinking. Let me tell you that. Well, it is that time of year. I don't know if I ever told you this, but the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's, it's a pretty high activity week around these parts. I believe it, man. Lots of Let celebrating to do. Lots of celebrating to do, and little time to do it. Uh, what we do have plenty of time for, and we should definitely celebrate, is some of these boostograms. Most def. We had already had the 1621 from Make Heroism. Uh, there was a 10,000 sat boost from Pyrancy out of Fountain. That happened, actually, I think before we went live. It was in the pre-show. My, my apologies. Well, thank you, Pyrancy. And then we had... Uh, thank you, Pyrancy. The David Lee Roth boost. Diamond Dave from Bully Steed 7777 through Fountain saying, Mary Tannenbaum to you, BTS. Oh, Mary Tannenbaum to you and the Diamond Dave to you, Dame B. Woo-hoo. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then we I'm, had. I'm, ooh, sorry. I, what? If only I could harmonize. The thing that Dave does is he harmonizes with himself in that falsetto. Sounds uh, like two people singing. Oh. Woo. And then he's got the, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He's a, he's a, he's a ventriloquist for himself. After the, or excuse me, before that, we had one from Mitch Downey, one of the head dudes over there at Podverse for 25,000 sats. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's. Mega master double thick. And he said, love. Mega taint. <laughs> mega taint. <laughs> I'll get that one up. Queued up here. The uh, he said love <laughs> slash live is Merry Christmas to BTS. Mm. Yeah, it's Padres Mitch. Yeah, thank you very much, Mitch. We appreciate that, and I would uh, I do I do really enjoy Podverse. That that is a really super slick app. Once you get in there with the uh, you're following the live shows, it is yes. So I concur. I think yes, Podverse is the current favorite around here i'm enjoying it very much myself yeah because uh, so. you know it 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 does really well with all the chapter chapter art and all the other mm-hmm. little easter eggs that we put in there <laughs> yeah it, it does all that it it works just at a basic level it plays smooth it, it it's intuitive uh easy to use I, I i really like it a lot i like it a lot i like i like it a lot Check out Podverse. That's always a good one to if you're trying to go into the uh, new podcast app realm and you don't want to be overwhelmed with all these different choices. Let's check out Podverse. And <laughs> if Mitch ever implemented the location tag, you would see that <laughs> we are in the Norwich State Hos- uh, Hospital for the Insane Theater. <laughs> mm. well, I, don't know, I don't know if we ever talked about that one. I think we should now have we now have to visit this place. Bring a crowbar. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. A couple sack lunches. The uh, oh, and introducing Megataint. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> For anyone who thought I was just saying things, no. <laughs> Everything we say on this show is factually, for the most part, in Minecraft, allegedly true-ish. 
I didn't know she was truish. <laughs> a couple of 120 boosts, which uh, if you if you ever want to give Gal, which is the bot that hangs out in our IRC room, some karma, you boost 120, you'll uh, you'll be able to give her some karma remotely. How how incredibly exciting is that? Yeah, we're living in the future. Not only do we have a chat room, we have a chat bot. Not only do we have a chat bot, we have karma with that chat bot. Not only do we have karma, but we have a boost that gives karma to the chat bot in the chat room. You come on down, hashtag green room at irc.zeronote.net. That's true. That this has layers to it, player. <laughs> uh, there was one thing I definitely wanted to mention before I forget. Uh, according to the at BTS shop, boot.social, which is the account that Make Heroism maintains, uh, there is mm-hmm. a new discount code for the Threadless store. Oh my. Drop 20. D-R-O-P-2-0. D-R-O-P-2-0. That's the one. Thank uh, you, Make Heroism. Much appreciated always. Consider uh, producing yourself a little bit of public radio tonight. It just goes to show you that you can do anything as long as you have enough willpower, courage, resilience, and meth. Lots and lots of meth. If you want to achieve your dreams, you should do a shit ton of meth. Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Put on your 3D glasses now. Nobody call the police because this is very legal. For legal reasons, that's a joke. It's all a joke, everybody. Well, yeah, I mean... Come on, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, you want you want the cliff notes? <laughs> if you want to get involved with this show, one of the easiest ways you can do that is call in six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Leave yourself a scream out, or you can text that number too. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Again, six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from some people tonight. I want to hear about how your Christmas went, what's going on. You see anything spooky this Christmas? Anything weird go down? We want to know. 612-263-7999. And here's our... Oh, we did have one text message come through. I believe it is a song that we should check out. Uh, I'll uh, I'll have it queued up for some... uh, Texted a song. Interesting. I know. That, hey, man, these computers that tell you they get crazier and crazier. We're living in the future, man. <laughs> All right, here's our first one. You know, when you're at somebody's house over the holidays and you've been kind of sitting at their house and just eating and talking all day long, and then you just decide to go outside and try, try to enjoy some some uh, cool weather, and you, you just go outside and kind of go, <laughs> you're like, ah! You know, it's kind of like your butt screaming a little bit. So that's a scream. Yeah. And then the other stream is, uh, man, all the little uh, nephews and nieces are getting all the toys and it's kind of like overwhelmed. It's just like toy, drop, toy, drop. You know, they just get a toy, then they want to open up another gift, another gift, another gift. And then you start kind of realizing, like, how people are just, well, children are people, but how as adults, like, we just get that overstimulated too and we kind of get used to it. And 
whether it's the the phones or whatever, but uh, just kind of that next, next, next thing and not even really caring about what we just got or we have or whatever and going to that next, next thing and you just kind of, you just want to scream, but standing outside by people's houses, I don't want to scream, but, you know, yeah. So they just internal scream that we get used to and we just kind of play along with it and just keep on going to the next, next, next. So, all right, yep. Lavash and Mothberry, Blueberry Mothman of the Overflowing Christmas Tree. You guys have a wonderful day, and I uh, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether or not you're uh, still doing holiday festivities with uh, family and friends, or you're all done and you're just in that coma, or you're still in the coma and you're still with family and friends, whatever it be, you can always say, Kaka! Uh, Mary Kaka to you, caller. Thank you for calling to Christopher Battles. Uh, yes, it is a hectic, very hectic thing watching all of the presents being unwrapped at warp speed. <laughs> More stimulants. More stuff. Oh, you like that gift? How about this gift? Oh, how about this gift? And then all of a sudden, there you are, spent uh, as if you've eaten 10 turkeys on the ground, covered in your excess. That's what those turkeys sounded like. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there whipping turkeys. Mm. Everybody likes to whip a good Christmas bird. Well, thanks for calling, Christopher Bat. Yes, thank you. And uh, we still got plenty of time. 612-263-79. Let's have some fun tonight. <laughs> Let's roll, brah. Let's what roll. What are we doing? Let's do, yeah, let's do a D20, and, um, hmm, I'll let you, uh, pick this one. Uh, closest to six. Closest to six. I like it. I'm going to have to take a drink in honor of this piss poor roll. Oh, well, I, I will take a drink in honor of my piss poor roll. Oh, did you do better than an 18? Oh, I got a 15. Mm. Oh, oh boy. Oh, man. Who could have who thought? Double digits. Both of us. Very cool. Very legal. Oh, I, sh- know. I, I did want to shout out one other thing. It's a little early for the... Uh, producer segments but angry leprechaun of obdm chat fame Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actually sent over a chain sword from warhammer uh 40k and uh it's now in our arsenal of uh boostable goat items yes indeed special goat request for a half second i forgot i thought he physically mailed you a chainsaw and I was like, that's awesome. But then I remembered. It's like Nick the Rat with the jars of mayo, except it's chainsaws. Mmm. I bet you could make mayo with chainsaw somehow. Probably. Probably. Nice. So, uh, you got that? Is it, is it still in the oven? or? Uh... Oh, no. It's, uh, it's lubed up, ready to, to go. Ooh, yeah. green, it's greenlit, baby. Yeah. 
Tested it Flying out today high. myself. <laughs> gave her, gave her a spin. Oh yeah, gave her the old twirl. I shook her up and I shook her down. It's Mahiva way, hey Holloway. Hmm, <laughs> that's his tradition. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Yeah, in Minecraft. In Minecraft. Do we have to? Or do you want someone to earn it, or or can I? Uh, I don't know. Can I see it? Or uh, uh you know, I mean. I feel it's okay. Kind of, we don't I, have to. Yeah, we, you know, we live let's, in anticipation. Let's, I don't yeah. mind that. I don't mind let's, that at let's all. Just, let's just see what happens. You know, we'll see night, what happens. The night's young. The night's young. Right. And what's that number again for that boost? Uh, sixty-six, sixty-six. And I already oh, yeah. have in mind uh, the next implement of destruction uh, that that I could order. Oh, know, the next way that the yeah. goats will meet their their it, their purpose. And when I started uh, doing some research on the damage, and I heard the sound, I. <laughs> Three words. Baseball murder with a baseball bat. Five words. Baseball murder with a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Six. Five. However many Arguably it takes. Arguably seven, maybe. But, you know, you never. <laughs> we're not here counting. I'm not here counting. So. Read my lips. <laughs> I can't. I don't... I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to have a baseball bat on hand for next week. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, especially that just... Ooh. That, that crunch... What if we had like the die die motherfucker die motherfucker still from Office Space in the back, just beating the shit out of that? <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> yep, things uh, always brewing around here. <laughs> and of course, of course, this and that little uh, Super Smash Bros. Mm, classic Super Smash Smash. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got ideas. We got ideas. Yeah, yeah. Things are a brewing. Always a brewing. Cooking. Non-stop cooking. cooking. Stewed brains poached over a weak fire. Um, let's see. What we got going on tonight? You, We've had this little article here sitting around that has fascinated me. And it's about the art that is at the Bank of America headquarters in North Carolina. Oh, what? In Charlotte. Shut the fuck up. This is correct. That's These are, crazy. I'm... I'm actually kind of in shock. This is something A that I was not aware of, and B, wow, that's spitting distance. I know. Yeah, holy shit. This is something that you yourself could probably get a nice boots on the ground report of if I, you were so inclined. I am. This is a this one interested me because there's the initial article which drew my attention to all of this, but then there's also when you dig into it. Uh, with the history of Bank of America, with the CEO that built this building in Charlotte, which happens to be the tallest building in North Carolina. And um, you also have the artist, of course, who painted what they are as their, their big frescoes, these big murals. Three big murals that are placed uh, centrally in the, in the lobby of this building that have drawn a little attention, much like the art that is in the Denver uh, International Airport. Yeah, this uh, one with the miners underground definitely gives me that uh, the big people collages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if anybody's not familiar with the Denver International Airport, I would highly recommend that you look that up and you check that out. You can get a, a reference on that. I have a couple of images in the show notes. From the airport, as if the airport isn't the airport isn't the the focus here, but it is a good thing to compare it to because it's the most famous thing of this manner, where you have a, you know a very public 
very prestigious building, an airport, uh, the headquarters of Bank of America, which is probably is probably the largest bank in the United States, I would say. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it probably is the, the biggest at this point. And the, what the former tallest building in San Francisco, which is sort of my neck of the woods, where I'm from in the Bay Area, used to be the former Bank of America uh, headquarters building at 555 California, Ooh, which is a building spooky. that I've actually worked in a lot. And, uh, and, and I've, actually, I've actually built, I've done TIs in that building before. <laughs> Um, so I'm familiar with it, and, but it's right in the heart of the financial district in, you know, in San Francisco It was the tallest building in SF for years until, uh, the Salesforce guy, what is his name? Salesforce guy. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. Mark Benioff, Mark Jack me off. Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce, Salesforce, they built the new largest, uh, skyscraper, which is a essentially a giant butt plug. They built a a massive towering butt plug in the center of downtown San Francisco, the Salesforce building, the most expensive butt plug in the world, I suppose. Some would would arguably say the greatest. Maybe the greatest. Arguably the greatest. The goat. (laughs) The goat of all giant butt plugs. (laughs) Go out there and murder that goat. That's right. Murder that giant butt plug before that giant butt plug murders you. <laughs> and trust me, it is. <laughs> trust me, it will. Yeah, that's what you guys are. Every every major, you know, it's like uh, Microsoft Excel. You can't exist without it. And Salesforce is kind of getting to that level in the corporate world. Uh, but anyway, regardless, so that was it. Was the it was the headquarters there, and then they moved it. To North Carolina. Why would they move it to North Carolina? You ask. Well, and I'll Can just I, go to the brief. What's it mean? Let me. I'm going to make a educated guess, uh, if I may. I would have to surmise that it's got something to do with the colleges that are there, with all those big research schools, oh, like NC not, State, Durham, shit oh. like that. Would you say that Charlotte is? One of the, if you're talking about the South, say you're from one of the coasts and, and you're a hotshot banker and you're trying to make it in the South, you're trying to create a banking dynasty in the South. Would Charlotte be in like, say, the top three cities that you would go to other than Atlanta? Let's just well, take out Atlanta. You know, it's that's actually the one that was kind of me first was Atlanta. I, I don't think that's outside the realm to consider Charlotte up there. I mean, Charlotte's always kind of been hoity-toity, especially in the downtown area. It's a lot of business sector. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really just based off of one week as an adult spending downtown. You know, when we stayed there for the the show, whatever year it was. Then I had a a friend that lived in the suburbs, but we didn't necessarily spend too much time in Charlotte proper. You're familiar with the area, though. You have a a rough understanding, a local understanding of the general area, right? I, yep. I mean, essentially. So, yeah. Charlotte is, yeah, so you say it's heidi-tidy, it's kind of bougie, it, it kind of is is uh, its own thing that exists in some in something larger, right? When you think of the South, you think of something a little more laid back, a little, a little more low-key. I guess the CEO is the answer. This guy, Hugh McToll, is the name of the CEO that moved. 
because historically Bank of America actually was started in San Francisco. That's kind of a creepy history in the sense that the original Bank of America was started in a town called Colma. Yeah, <laughs> it was really close to the mic. Chuck oh, okay. I thought, I thought okay. you were getting ready to say Bank of America was started in China. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is now. It certainly is now. Now, have you ever heard of the town of Colma? This is, this, is, this is a city that a lot of people don't know about, but it's just south of San Francisco. And Colma's claim to fame is that it actually has more dead residents than live. Oh. It is a city almost entirely of graveyards. <laughs> A very strong local voting presence. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the Biden voters came from that area, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Get up, everybody. It's time to go and vote. Do your yeah. part. Rise from your grave. Yeah, you used to say vote or die, but now they just say, well, you're dead. D- die and vote. Yeah, was, yeah. Either way. The, the, the point of, I was making about Colma is that the, the San Francisco, you know, is an earthquake town. And back in the day, they used to have cemeteries in San Francisco, and then the earthquakes hit, and then they realized, you know what? We shouldn't have too many cemeteries here. It's not working for us. So, because, you know, they get moved up and things shift around. So they moved all these bodies, and basically the whole operation, the whole death industry of, of San Francisco into this town called Colma. That was... About 30 miles south. And ever since then, it's just been a giant town full of, of graves. Um, and that is where Bank of America started. So Bank of America already has a sort of death cult thing about it. But, you know, you don't really know unless you know about that particular slice of history about the, the company. It's pretty spooky. It's a little spooky. It's a little spooky. Mm, yeah. It's very spooky. Some might say very spooky. It's true. <laughs> Anyway, get into these frescoes. I know I keep talking about Bank of America. Bank of America, to me, is is just an interesting company, and it's an interesting reflection of whatever you want to call it, Americanism, capitalism, corporatism, whatever. And uh, it happens to be a local thing over here in the Bay, so it's interested me. And now they're in Charlotte, and it happens to be because the CEO decided that he wanted to be the first ocean-to-ocean bank. This guy, whoever this guy was back in the 60s, he was the first guy to really make a, a real effort and was in the position to accomplish that effort having of destroying regional banking and creating national com, uh, commercial banking. It's for, a very, for very noble cause. Yes. And the way that he accomplished this was by buying up tons and tons of small banks in the South. He, he, instead of focusing on the East Coast, he focused on the South. He went to Charlotte. He went to all these kind of underserved quarters and just and started buying stuff up there and and banks and consolidating them into the bank of america family which really i mean is all from the 60s to the 90s that's all bank of america did was mergers and acquisitions they were the microsoft of banks (laughs) but that that's what the other ones did too and that's why there are only four fucking left so in the lobby here you have three pieces of art uh very you at a at a glance you would say Freemason sort of inspiration. There's a lot of Masonic imagery. There's a lot of just old fashioned occult. There's almost like Hindi uh, occult type stuff going on here. Some Crowley esque stuff. It's going in these beautiful murals, and I'll go through them uh, right to left as the article dictates, which I thought was interesting because 
if you know about the secret schools, you know that as a traveler, you're traveling. When, when, when they come and greet you, they say, uh, are you a fellow traveler? You say, yes. They say, where are you going? I'm traveling east. That means you're traveling towards the sun. You're traveling towards the, the illumination, where the sun rises in the east, where the, the knowledge is gifted to you, where the light is born. That is where you're trying to go. When you're thinking about the cardinal directions in the lens of occultism, that is one way that you can view it. And that is one way that they that is very much present in Freemasonry. So starting on the right mural, which would be the east, uh, the right is dubbed Planning Knowledge. I'll do a little uh, do a little back here. It's painted by Benjamin Long, uh, who is a local, and it comes from a long line of artists, and I guess has a very deep Episcopalian background. And from what I could tell, he has a he's he's an old American family. And I put his uh, Wikipedia page in the show notes, zososcorner.substack.com. You can check him out. His grandfather was a famous painter as well. And uh, so he's, you know, elitist, as <laughs> painters go. North Carolina guy, old, old America. And the three paintings are called Making Slash Building, Chaos Slash Creativity, and Planning Slash Knowledge. So Building, Creativity, the names I, I mean i mean that sounds like a solid plan that is the plan that is the plan that sounds like it's laid out like someone should almost pay attention mm, follow almost. along it's almost as if you you don't get invited you have to show up at the door and knock you have to look yourself uh read backwards it makes more sense planning creativity and then building so that is why this article suggests that you read it from right to left instead of left to right, is that the right fresco uh, indicates planning or knowledge. It's very creepy. It's a little boy in a trench coat standing on a white and red checker floor, which if anyone is aware of uh, Freemason imagery, checkered floors are very, very prevalent. And it has a woman trapped in a sort of hung cube that has a string drawn to the sky going over a black sun, a black sun, which has been a theme on this show since the very first episode that I was on. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about dead suns, fake suns, black suns, false suns uh, since the beginning. We also have a stairway to heaven, classic, classic occult imagery made famous by the great Led Zeppelin. And we have uh, a couple of business guys sitting in the pit they kind of represent sort of like underlings or like minions. And they're pointing at this boy who represents, I think, as, as the one who's the furthest east of all and standing in front of a pyramid, a burning bush, and a man contemplating on a hillside. And half of his face is obstructed by this great red rectangle. And this boy looks like a Hitler youth. He's like a white, blonde. His yeah, with feet, the wool overcoat. With the wool overcoat. Standing in attention, and if you notice, his feet are standing at a 90-degree angle, much like the compass or the, uh, what is it, the, uh, oh, why am I forgetting things right now? The square, exactly, exactly, Carpenter's Square. So that is a, a very typical Freemason symbol there. Uh, so all of that is very, this is like the most occulty of all of the images right here, I think, is the right one. Planning knowledge. Uh, so uh, we've got the business suits guys. They're pointing at him as if indicating a new generation, a new man, a great reset, you know, build back better. 
<laughs> that sort of thing. They're indicating this. This boy is what they're planning. This, all of this cacophony, all of this craziness that's going on is all to build this thing, this boy, this future. Uh, this is has a parallel to one of the uh, images at the Denver International Airport that you can see in the show notes. This is corner.substack.com. Uh, let's see here. What does it say? Sim- symbolism overload. So we've got a, a tree on fire, which uh, you know represents the burning bush of the Old Testament. And that is of great importance to Masonic ritual because that is the first time that a mortal engages with a god in a very you know, peer-to-peer way, I guess is, is one way you'd put it. It's the first time where God puts himself in a position where he's on Earth in some tangible form. Yeah, having a conversation, I guess. And giving Moses the, the knowledge, the, the Ten Commandments, and creating, you know, starting off the, the domino that leads to everything else. You know, this is the first step, the big, big step. And then speaking of steps, it also has Jacob's Ladder leading up to a black sun. And a black sun... Could mean Lucifer, a false prophet, Antichrist, that sort of thing, uh, false knowledge, or the uh, the effort of mortals to attain immortality. Uh, in alchemy, the black sun is the name uh, of the re- the result of the first stage of opus magnum. The alchemical magnum opus or great work starts with a blackening, the calcination of crude metals. And it ends with the transmutation of pure gold. So the black sun being lead and the true sun being gold. Uh, today, the symbol of the black sun is mostly associated with esoteric Nazism and cults, such as the Temple of Set. So it's associated with a lot of death cults. I'm sure the Skull and Bones is in there somewhere. I've, seen, also, it on, I've seen it on boxes of pizza before. Boxes of pizza. And then banking houses, you see them all the time. For example, Bracken House in London. Uh, and the black sun on that house happens to show the face of Winston Churchill. Ooh. Winston Churchill is the black sun. Does that mean uh, Zelensky's the new black sun? Oh, man, that guy's, that guy's Pluto, man. I don't even know if that guy exists. <laughs> is he even real? He could just be a projection. He could be. We all could be. <gasps> Shit. I wasn't expecting to have an existential crisis tonight. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Welcome. Welcome to the fresco. (laughs) This is why I hate Banks. Definitely don't think you can say that one. Oh. All right. Middle fresco. The middle fresco is called chaos slash creativity. This one is weird. It has like... It what appears to be like some sort of feudal society that's in a war, but then there's a guy in a gas mask or a hazmat suit. There's a net going through the sky, and then in the sky, there's a giant spinning, flaming ball of bodies of human, naked human bodies, men, women, and children that are like tied up in this knot, and they are they're spinning like a sun. It looks like as if it's like high noon, aka legion. Or an orgy. Could, you never know. could be an orgy. Could be Legion. Could be Legion. Could be Legion. Could be an orgy. Um, <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> so in this, uh, as all orgies do, we find military figures. We find religious figures. <gasps> With a dog mask? Mm, oh, dog mask? Yeah. Yo, I see that. I see the dog mask. Yep. 
pretty freaky stuff. And then we have like modern people in modern clothes that look like they're protesting. So this is a very tumultuous little uh, image here where there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of hostility. There's a lot of chaos and it's called chaos and creativity. And uh, as a lot of occultists are aware of and alchemical, alchemically savvy individuals will know what's the phrase that I'm thinking of from, from chaos comes creation from death comes life from the ashes comes the Phoenix from a chaos comes order, all of that sort of thing. So that is expressed. I think in this one, there are barbed wire, there's, there's barbed wire, there's nets, there's soldiers on the streets. Uh, there's a guy in a hazmat suit. <laughs> is this the quote that you were thinking of? Well, it's like tits versus ass. I mean, tits are life giving tits are milk. That's order. But ass, well, Ass is shadow, ass is chaos, and ass, that's not good. Ass is the pit where man must slay the dragon. Yeah, I'll take the Neapolitan, I'll get it all. <laughs> Sorry. Take it all, thank you. Oh, goodness. Just for me. Yeah, this, I, and yes, that was the quote I was thinking of. I would be curious to see, um, did you see anywhere uh, that mentioned what direction the paintings were facing? Oh, well, I mean, if you look at them... At a glance, they seem to be they, they seem to be scattered. They don't seem to have a cohesive direction that any one of them is facing. The one on the left is facing left. The one on the right seems to be mostly facing right. And then the one in the middle, there, there's a clash. Oh no no no! I mean not not in the actual painting, just you know where they physically have them hung at. Oh, as soon as you walk in, uh, the the way that it, it's kind of set up is there's the elevator lobby, and there's two rows and so in a way it's almost like an inverse uh, solomon's pillars where instead of two pillars you have two spaces you have three you have three pillars and from those three pillars you create the two spaces that represent those those two points it kind of also looks like i think it was based off of a uh, a buddhist temple as well mm. so it's very symmetrical and it's very um I don't know, just kind of very orderly, very, very orderly. And of course, you can find an image of, of what Booberry is asking at zososcorner.substack.com. But it does. It looks kind of looks kind of Solomon-y, I think, a little bit. And yeah. then the last fresco, uh, unless you have any other thoughts. The uh, soldier's helmet kind of has that sort of like um, World War II German flair to it. They, they've got like all of the different eras of military that i think you know one would be familiar with they've got the old feudal like spears and swords and then they've got this old mil this actual modern military guy that you're talking about but he's not so modern it looks kind of world war ii yeah just the general shape of them yeah. not necessarily the camo and then of course hazmat suit guy i was gonna have a hazmat suit guy which draws parallels to probably the most famous denver airport uh artwork which I've also posted in here, which is like a, a gas mask guy with a with a rifle and a sword harassing children and killing people with a rainbow over his head. They'll show people up rainbow. wearing smiley face shirts. I'm just trying to be progressive here. want to be not part of the solution, do you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't want to be racist, dude. <laughs> you don't want to be a problem there. Bend dude. the knee, bigot. And then you got the left fresco. The left fresco is called Making Building, and it's got a bunch of construction guys with shovels that are all pointing towards the sky. They're all like 
arrows pointing towards the sky. And you kind of got to look at this with the as above, so below. I'd love to see all these turned upside down. See if there's like a secret message. Uh, the main figure is a worker holding a shovel, contemplating the work to be done. There's a hillside with like a giant sleeping in it. Mm-hmm. I see that. Which could mean any number of things. It could mean, you know, the land itself is resting and has a lot of potential and there's a lot to give. It could also mean that there were fucking giants that used to live on the continent and they're underground. Uh, it could mean anything. The and shovels, they kind of, they give me mushroom vibes, but also mm-hmm. they're a little phallic. A little phallic? Yeah. Bright white. Very white. Very white in a very black and red, otherwise black and red painting, which represents Earth. I don't know if you've done a lot of digging in your life, but uh, usually things never <laughs> stay that clean. Yeah, those shovels don't stay white for long. Uh, yeah, and the pickaxe, too, there. Nice little pickaxe action there. And all these workers that seem to be, like, underground. They seem to be, like, in the trenches. And there's a lot of work to be done. It represents the laborers. It represents the, the ants that have to get to work and, and formulate all the plans. They actually have to manifest all the things that's coming from the top. The great work, as they say. And that is what masonry, of course, Freemasonry, is, is based on the allegory or the, the uh, what is the, uh, the, the parable, I suppose, is the word, of building. That there is an order, that there is a project that we are all trying to build together. Whatever their idea is, whatever they're trying to manifest. And the work ultimately probably is never done it's a it's a it's a project that is in perpetual motion as long as people are around and um and that is the the ancient school's longevity secret i would i would imagine i mean that's the whole route to if you want to be a secret society that's going to be around for an ever and ever that would be a great tenet to have is we are building something that is never done that's never going to be built but we but it, it is being built but it'll never be finished you know Send more um, money. Yes, please. <laughs> God, I put so much Zelensky shit at the bottom of the notes today. Uh, everybody can check that out. Anyway, in conclusion, I'll wrap it up on these uh, frescoes here, because I know it's it's tough to talk about a visual element. So again, I, I encourage you to go to zososcorner.substack.com. Check it out. Uh, the Bank of America frescoes are yet another example of the elite's agenda being hidden in plain sight. This is according to the article that I got this from. These giant images on display for all to see, but designed to be understood by few, describe the philosophy of elite rulers, their occult knowledge, and their plans for the future. As it is the case for all works of art, it is possible to interpret these paintings on numerous levels and come up with different conclusions. It is, however, difficult to ignore the recurrent themes found in these sinister sites described, uh, which would be the this and other buildings, the... Denver Airport, uh, even the Guidestones, the Georgia Guidestones, that is, uh, have certain uh, familiarity, uh, certain similarities, I should say. Uh, They find a certain consistency in their tone, in their message, which is that we are the carriers of humanity. We are the builders. If anything happens, we are the ones who are going to be around to rebuild. And you are merely workers for us. Uh, But whoever we are, or whoever they are, we know a few things for sure. They're extremely rich, they're extremely powerful, and they don't really like you. <laughs> because uh, last time I checked, buddy, you're uh, you're not on the list. You ain't on the list. You ain't on the list, and you know what that means. <laughs> you certainly ain't getting in. 
Mm, sorry, you're on the list. <sighs> sorry, but there's not really much I can do for you. Mm. Sorry about that. Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Private Browsing pointed out something interesting. The painting series gives me a lot of New Deal vibes. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does, especially the, the laborer one, for sure. Looks like they're all about to dig in at, uh, at Hoover Dam. And that was something else that uh, both you and I chewed away on within those first couple of episodes that you were here for, was the correlate, uh, correlation between communism and the Black Sun and shit like that. It's all very spooky. The collective... There's one thing we've learned about communism, it's that there's no real way for people to be equal. There's just ways for more people to submit to some authority. In a vacuum, it could be one person. With communism, if you want to think about FDR, he was probably the most uh, dictatorial president, certainly of the 20th century, but maybe, you know, it's hard to say, but of modernity, certainly. I mean, the guy had four fucking terms, and the shit that he was... I mean, he made gold illegal to hold for the common man. I mean, he was a tyrant yeah, in a lot of ways. Have you ever heard of Andrew Jackson? Okay. <laughs> the man who they put on the $20 bill purely out of spite and hatred? Yes, I've heard of him. Not a perfect man. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, we're talking about the list here. You know who is on the list, Booberry? If I may move on to a new... Topic. Let me let me just close you out with this one. May the Luciferian light of reason guide you on your way. Mm, and unto you. Again, you can find all the information in the notes. Uh, the Bank of America headquarters in Charlotte, North Carolina. Check it out. It's very very spooky imagery. Yeah, it's very, it's unnerving. I mean, it's uh, it's the kind of stuff you're like, wow, that's a <laughs> plain sight moments. I would, uh, if I were, if I were to walk into that building and not know that was there and see it, I would physically stop and physically say out loud, what in the fuck is this doing here? My brain isn't fucking working. Who is this? Why is this here? <laughs> who does this? Who the fuck's, who was, who, anyway. Yeah. Like, wow, this is real subtle guys. Thanks. Thanks Bank of America. Jeez. Isn't it fun? It's a big club, bud, and we ain't in it. Mm-mm. But do you know who is in the club? Um, hmm. I mean, I, I could throw a dart, and I bet I could figure out. Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, that's true. She is in the club. Um, hmm. Kid from the Mighty Ducks. God, I wish. <laughs> the world would be a better place, boobs. Be I'm a actually, fucking place. I'm, I'm like... I'm half kidding about that. I, I might have stumbled across a piece of information relating oh. back to a previous story. Uh, crypto bro dying. And another crypto bro came out talking about him and had a bunch of things to say just conveniently. And oh, he might have a little bit of a shadier past than I originally anticipated. Very interesting. Um, well, but when it comes to Hollywood, you know, it happens. But uh, no, one last guess. Mm. And it has to do with our favorite Russian dictator who is alive now and great. He's just alive and well and ki killing it. He, he, they take pictures of him all the time. But it's not, it's, I'm just going to say, it's not Putin. It's a, it's a close associate of Putin. Maybe you've heard of him. I, uh, I don't know. 
Are you familiar with Dmitry Medvedev? Medvedev. Is he the one whose daughter just uh, was assassinated? Mm, I don't know if his daughter was assassinated. That would be gnarly. I don't think so. Pretty sure if his daughter was assassinated, fucking someone would die. Because this guy's really in the... No. He's he's the guy who trades the position of president with Putin. He's his Eskimo brother, politically. He's his right-hand man. Because they technically still have terms... He can't be president, you know, just indefinitely. So whenever he is switching off terms, he just has this guy be president for him. So this guy is like Putin's, you know, right-hand guy. Second in charge. Second most powerful man in Russia, probably. And Alexander Dugan was the guy that I was thinking of. He was... Uh, Dugan. Yeah. His, his daughter was the one that was in the rigged right. car. Ugh. I, yeah. I would love to, to look more into that. I definitely need some some research and stuff for for checking all that. But uh, with Medvedev, with Medvedev, this guy is all over the place. A public figure, and he's on the bird site. And uh, he had an excellent thread. It came out just today. His predictions for the coming year. That's right. He went on to Twitter, and the right hand man of Putin went and listed out ten things that he thinks is going to happen in twenty twenty three. I thought that this was a very apropos thing for this end of the year uh, themed sort of, you know, episode that we're doing coming to a close. Uh, the first prediction that he has made is that oil prices will rise up to $150 a barrel and that gas will basically uh, double, triple in price. Do you, you, so you would say maybe that's a, that's a I, green, yellow or red mm, green Two, the UK will rejoin the EU. Hit me one more okay. time. Hit me one more time. The UK will rejoin the EU. Red. The EU, this is number three, the EU will collapse after the UK does return, and the euro will drop out of use. (laughs) 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 And and this is all in one thing, and the euro will drop out of use as the former EU currency. Uh... Okay. Four, Poland and Hungary will occupy western regions of Ukraine. Ooh. Mm, That's dirty. Any context why? Or just no. cause, just cause, <laughs> just cause. Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> it's a just cause. The they're assuming that we're familiar with information. I'm sure that we this fucking guy. He's just going out there stirring shit. Uh, number five, the Fourth Reich will be created, encompassing the territory of Germany and its satellites, including Poland, the Baltic states, Czechoslovakia, Slovakia, the Kiev Republic, and other outcasts. I already kind of feel like the European Union is a form of that in the same vein as World War Three has just been a series of proxy wars between the United States and Russia since the Cold War started. So I'm not... Hmm. This is all falling sort of into the vein of like we're creating the three superpowers, the Eurasia and the Airstrip 1, the 1984 three megapowers. East Asia, Eurasia, Oceana. Yeah, yeah. Oceana, yep. Uh, uh let me let me go yellow. Okay, yellow. All right, six. War will break out between France and the Fourth Reich. Oh my god. <laughs> World War fucking a million. Europe will be divided. Poland repartitioned in the process. This guy is going fucking full risk right now. <laughs> Swear to God. This guy's been hanging out in the war room a little too long. 
<laughs> I'm going to go green on that one. I'm going to say green for you. Seven, Northern Ireland will separate from the UK and join the Republic of Ireland. Ooh. Uh, you know what? Ooh, I'm going to go out. This is a, a gonna, sharp one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go wild card. I'm going to go green. Mmm, green out of the color of Ireland. Yeah, yes. it works on a deeper, deeper level. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Got a little image there. Oh, some lady. Oh, Dugan's daughter, yeah. Oh, Dugan's daughter, there you go. All right, this is a good one. Eight, civil war will break out in the U.S., California, and Texas will become independent states. Texas and Mexico will form an allied state. <laughs> Elon Musk will win the presidential election in a number of states, which, after the new civil war's end, will have to be given up to the GOP. Wow, that's a lot. I'm stretching. Ah, uh, I'm. Um, uh, I'm gonna go red. Here's why. Well, first of all, Elon Musk can't be president because he wasn't born in the United States, right? He was born in South Africa, I thought. That's what I was under the impression of. Was he? Hold on. Is he about to pull an Obama and fucking just say he was born here anyway? Just do it anyway. Whoa. Oh, did I say, oh, did I say that out loud? You uh, son of a bitch! Oops. Born in South Africa. He was born in South Africa, so he can't be president. Sorry, guys. I don't know why people keep making this joke as if unironically. I, I get making it ironically, but... No, but fucking... he's totally going to install himself. Okay. Anyway, well, maybe after the Civil War, maybe the rules will change. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Tim Pool will finally get that cream he's been looking for so hard. I don't think Tim Pool is going to make it through the Civil War, honestly. Uh, nine. All the largest oh. stock markets. What? I just you 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 awoken this thought inside of my head. Tim well. Pool's ca- compound kind of strikes me as the place that would resort to cannibalism. <laughs> a little too unnecessarily soon. <laughs> he already, he's already got people trying to eat him. I feel like every other month this guy has like a uh, someone attack his workplace. There's no civil war happening yet. I don't know if things get really bad. This guy's the first to go. Nine, all the largest stock markets and financial activity will leave the U.S. and Europe and go to Asia. Ooh, green. Green. Ten. The Bretton Woods system of monetary management, I don't know what that means, uh, will collapse, leading to the IMF and World Bank crash. Green. Euro and dollar will stop circulating as the global reserve currency. Digital fiat currencies will be actively used instead. Let me change. Can I change my answer? Is it too late? You may. You may. Orange. 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 Not yellow. Orange. Orange. If If you're in the know, you'll know. These are the 10 predictions. Uh, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev. It's tough to say sometimes. There you go. And then uh, just to close off, unless you have any important thoughts on that one. Uh, bold assumptions. We'll, uh, I know. We'll, we'll see. I'm hoping that, you know, I'm always a, a fan of Ireland uh, being, uh, you know, independent or whatever. But Lord knows that it, whenever stuff like this happens, people die. And just no matter what, that's always that's always bad. Okay. Um, well, yeah. And then, finally, to top it off, and I know I'm going a little long, but to top it off, I want to go foul phrases of 2022. These are five terrible, awful things that, for some reason, people are saying this year that we could all do better without. The foul phrases of 2022. First one, Riz. Have you heard this one, Riz? Uh, I 
I've known people who have taken the moniker Rizzo. Rizzo, okay. Uh, As in, like the the character from Greece or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? No, this is a, this is a an adjective. Someone is R I Z Z. Someone is Riz, or has Riz. So it could be a a noun as well. Uh, used in a sentence that YouTuber I like sure has Riz. It's beautiful, gorgeous. Uh, maybe maybe because ritzy. I don't know. Mm, that's a good guess. That's mm-hmm. a good guess. That's what I thought. Actually, it means charisma. Oh, charisma. Riz. Riz. Someone Riz. who has charm or game. Mm. Mm. I know someone who's got charm and game. You see him every morning when you look in the mirror, baby. I was going to say, I'm talking to him right now. Oh, you uh, son of a bitch. Oh, God damn God you. God damn it. <laughs> oh, you fucking God. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. You can't see my blush. Oh! Uh, we also have... Oh, you know this one. This is a fucking bad one. LFG. Uh, let's, let's go. Let's fucking let's go. Let's go. Which, of course, is a Zoomer-esque exclamation, exclamation of enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. We're going to win it all this year. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, bro. Let's fucking go. Fucking go, guy. Oh my god. I'm I'm tired of hearing that too. There's a <laughs> there's a show that HBO Max did. You'll see in the show notes. It's called Let's LFG. And you'll see what it's all about if you go to the show notes. Uh the third word, ate. Oh. As in, oh my god, she ate. Or wow, that boy ate today. Like ate shit? No. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Uh, 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 fire brimstone writing down. Downtown, eat it. Straight from Satan's navel. (laughs) Uh, Eight. Uh, This one's kind of weird. Uh, To dance well or to perform. So if somebody really crushed a dance number, they ate today. (laughs) Ate it, bitch. Wow. Aided and abetted. Terrible. Uh, (laughs) We have also, oh, I'm sure you've heard this, core memory or core memory unlocked. Uh, is this one of them computer things? No, but I like where you're going with this. No, it's a little more personal, a little more emotional. I took my little niece to uh, whatever land and we spent the whole day going on rides. Core memory unlocked. You don't know? I, I mean, I get it. I just, uh, I don't know. It's pretty tacky. It's so tacky. It's it's pretty tacky. tacky. It's an event that is so memorable that it will affect your character or development as a person, as a young child. And I think it's from that movie, the animated movie, where the brain had a bunch of different people in it. Anger and sadness and whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Here's, here's one for you. I fucked myself so hard till I pissed blood. Core memory unlocked. Exactly. <sighs> you'll be, when you're an old man, you'll be sitting there rocking in your chair going, man, remember when I... It was so much red. So much blood. Well, stuck with me. Fourth, fourth. Yeah, core memory unlocked. And then, finally, the last foul phrase of 2022, everybody's favorite, Kiev. Oh, not Kiev, but Kiev. Not Kiev, but Kiev. Yes. Ever since uh, the Ukraine conflict has been going on, there's been a recent bastardation of the standard American English pronunciation of Kiev. 
which is how it was pronounced my whole life. Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Uh, now everybody calls it Kiev, and it happened overnight. For some reason, someone just put it down the pipeline. It's it's almost like a like a social experiment. It's it's like they wanted to do it to see if anyone would notice. Well, I did. We see so, you. We see you. We see all. Fucking assholes. Kiev grinds my gears. I have to say. Anyway, those are the foul phrases of 2022. Hopefully 2023 has a bunch of stinkers for us. We'll catch them on the way, on the way out. Uh, aside from my list, there's also another list that I threw in the notes. I won't go through all of them. I'm just going to name one. But there's a, a list of 2022 waste from Rand Paul. This is a list of the most wasteful things that the government spent taxpayer money on, including... Uh, spending $118,000 researching if Thanos could indeed snap his fingers while wearing a metal infinity gauntlet. That is $118,000. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Yeah. Yeah. Grants, uh... Construct uh, eleven thousand square foot spa. Ooh la mm-hmm. la! Used COVID grants to build a spa. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one I can appreciate. They spent uh, about a half a million dollars developing the United States hard cider market. Oh, cool! To that, I thank you. Oh man, is there a video? Oh God, I want to make this show art. Three million dollars. For watching hamsters fight on steroids, the NIH. Uh, oh, oh, the NIH. Please, oh. Daddy Fauci, give me this video. Please, Daddy Fauci, give you me this video. Got it. Please, Daddy Fauci, give me this video. I need this footage. I need the sounds. <laughs> you don't understand. Don't ask questions. Just send the tapes immediately. <laughs> Where, where's the tapes? Give me the chance. I'll start blasting. <laughs> you know what I want. You know uh, what I want. Training mice to binge drink alcohol. One million dollars. One hundred. One. Whoa. Excuse me. One million. One hundred thousand dollars. I'll drink to that one. Mm, I'll drink to that one. To the mice. To the mice. Uh. Uh. The uh, two hundred thousand dollars on Starbucks espresso machines for the uh, Department of Defense. Well, I mean, okay. I mean that's not unreasonable, I suppose. That's people. People got to be able to function. People got to have espresso. Uh, people, how about people need to be alert when they're spending this much money? When they're missing stuff and and not doing the jobs. How about two million? Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. That's not two million. Those are three commas. That's two billion. Two billion dollars spent on maintaining seventy-seven thousand empty federal buildings. <laughs> philadelphia experiment anybody god damn feels good feels good man i feels good yeah i can't wait till we're as gangster as the government Mm. it'll be good (laughs) be Mm. very exciting in the meantime actually 200 grand is a radio campaign telling drivers to stop at railroad crossings that's a good thing Oh my goodness. Two million three hundred thousand dollars injecting six year old excuse me, six month old beagle puppies with cocaine. Whoa, whoa wait a minute. 
I identify as a six month year old beagle. Let me in. <laughs> okay. Uh, all the silliest ones are NIH. I'm going to go through a couple NIHs in a row, and you tell me what you think. Watching hamsters fight on steroids. The best. Injecting six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine. The best. Encouraging Ethiopians to wear shoes. The best. Training mice to binge drink alcohol. The best. Using mice to study racial aggression. The best. Verifying that kids love their pets. That's just wholesome. That's just nice. But guess what? Spoiler alert, Cliff Notes. They fucking do, you morons. Anyway. Uh, yeah, great. Nice work, NIH. Oh, what is NIH famous for again? Hmm. National Institute of Health. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys are all... Oh, yeah. These are... Rhymes with... The National Institute of Vaccines. Rhymes with Band-Aid. Thank you, Rand Paul. Uh, The country really appreciates your courage. And your father, of course. The OG Ron Paul. No doubt about it. New D- oh. uh, that's a fantastic list. That's uh that is so much Bitcoin. Oh, uh did, oh this is the biggest one. Four hundred and seventy-five billion dollars interest payments on treasury debt. So I mean we're not gonna get into it now, but the the American dollar, the Federal Reserve note, you know, the way that money is created is the Federal Reserve loans to banks at interest which means that the banks will never ever ever we will never be out of debt we will always owe interest to the treasury yeah they uh in that Wyatt Earp film when Kevin Costner gets picked up <laughs> the mayor offers to pay him a hundred bucks a month which turns out to be about twenty nine hundred dollars a week in modern times and since 1880 i think that was the year i I had looked up the dollar uh its value had dropped 97 percent 97 percent and over i don't know what 150 years give or take 140 years that sounds about right plummet harder yeah i've seen uh some charts that show that sort of thing the, the i'm sorry i'm sure i hope we're thinking of the same chart because i feel like there was a time period after the depression where there was the most significant deflationary action in United States history, where the where the dollar actually gained value back for the for the first and only time ever um, in that hundred fifty year span. Can't have that, no sirree. Which, deflation is is also terrifying because your money is worth less in a way. I don't know. It's it's hard it's hard to explain. Uh, but uh, yeah, money is is quite worthless now. And only getting more worthless, but that'll all change once they create a federal digital currency, right? Yes. I cannot wait for them to fix this problem. They've been waiting a long time. We're waiting. It's about time they started coming through on their promises. You promised. That is the waste of 2022. And that, of course, uh, not of course, but that is what all I have. That's all I got for today. And of course, if you want to check this out, you can go to zososcorner.substack.com. And I need to learn how to teach myself to stop saying, of course. I'll learn ya. Mm, get me learnt. <laughs> well, funny you should uh funny you should ask that because I'm not trying to shame this guy, but I think he needs to get educated. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I couldn't agree more. Bring out and the I- gimp.
I do. I should give a shout. I, I mean to. I meant to earlier, but I want to give a shout. Of course, that's Carolyn Blaney and Fletcher John Fletcher of Hog Story. If you if you listen to the show, they are the show that precedes us every single Monday night. Hog Story, a great show. Hogstory.net. Check it out. Hog Story, little story. Hog Story. What Thank you, story. John. Carolyn. Mm-hmm. A whole block of feta. Block of feta. Uh, let's do this. Um, screamail. We did get a text message in. And Texter had some images to share with us, which I will share with you now. And check out these festive, happy holiday, Freemasonry images. <laughs> Ooh, look at this. I, I would want this uh, ugly Christmas sweater for parties. Oh, and Texter did say happy Boxing Day, BTS boys. Mm, happy Boxing Day. Excellent. It- yeah, you know, the the sweater. It's got the compass and square with the the twin pillars. It says Freemason at the bottom of it. I see hammers, and um, it's not called a oh god, it's not a spatula, but it's the mortarling uh, flat the, applicator. Yeah, you know the spatchcock. I yeah, I think it is. I actually yeah, the spatchcock. I and could then, wear that to Christmas, and nobody would. You don't even notice. No one would bat an eye. They'd be like, oh, are you coming in from the east? Are you here to fix things? Be like, hell yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, are you a traveler? I am. Where are you traveling from? I'm coming from the west. I'm heading east. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a fellow traveler? I am a fellow traveler. And then you shake hands and then you, you know, you do that thing where you shake hands. Oh, lay in the coffin and masturbate. Oh, sorry. What? Yeah. With the pig. uh, No, not the pig set. No, don't worry about it. We're not even supposed to say that on the air. I feel like we should. Order a VHS camera soon, by the way. A camcorder? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to get um, a trowel. Yes, thank you, Turbo. A trowel, that's the word. A trowel. A trowel. Thank yes. you, Turbo. Turbo Faggot in the chat, by the way. Hashtag green room. Let's Along see. with Bully Steed, who says that you can't spell usury without U.S. A-O. Ding. Ding dong. We'll see what uh, this caller's got to say for us. Hey, screams! Now, fun fact. Um, Barack Hussein Obama, his mother, was an American citizen. Thus, he is an American citizen, regardless of where he was born. Um, Elon... Perhaps his mother may, M-A-Y-E, Musk, May Musk. Oh, that's fun. May Musk. Anyway, uh, she has multiple nationalities. I don't know her history, but Elon, Kimball, and whatever his other sister's name was, who cares? It's an old lady. <laughs> anyway, but they all hold multiple or dual citizenships as well. Um, Canadian, American, and South African. Errol, A-R-R-O-L, I believe. Errol Musk was his father. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, but if you hold an American, or if your parent holds an American citizenship, 
regardless of where you're born, I believe you're eligible to be a uh, president-elect. Not that that shit's ever going to happen unless he buys it, or who the fuck knows. Adios! Yes, thank you, mm. Special Agent Dr. Sir Mike Crotch. Special Agent Dr. Sir, ever knowledgeable, thank you, sir, for your information. As I'm seeing here, if you are a U.S. citizen and you have a child overseas, you should report their birth to the embassy uh, for the child to be able to claim their U.S. citizenship or nationality, so they are entitled to that citizenship. Mm-hmm. My stepbrothers were born in Japan. Mm-hmm. 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 Of course. I, of course. I feel like Special Agent Dr. Sir Mike Crotch should perhaps reach out to the Clinton campaign and share that information with them as far as you you don't have to necessarily be born on American soil to be considered a United States citizen. And I only say that at, you know, just directed at the originators of the birther conspiracy. Who, uh, the, the Koch brothers? No, uh, Hillary Clinton. Of course. Yeah, she was Of course. Like, that, was, that was them that started the, mm. uh, Hussein Obama was born in Kenya. It's true. It's very, very true. I forget they did do that. They, um, I have actually an image in, in the notes at the bottom. Uh, of a uh, article of the Sunday Standard, June 27, 2004, talking about Kenyan-born Obama all set for the U.S. Senate. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, trust me, that's the least of my worries with that guy. It was more about the, the drone bombing and stuff. <laughs> and the hot dogs and the pizza. Yeah, that's I, I do, I do like this... Um the beat that they've been hitting on no agenda that all of the redacted information in the Twitter files re regarding the names and dates implies that the FBI using Twitter to spy on citizens actually started under Obama's regime. That so guy good. was such a surveillance state president, the most surveillance state president so far, although Biden's who is basically just Obama 2.0 or 3.0, I should say. Well, yeah. get excited because I actually got a little bit of material that we'll touch on that when we get back from intermission. Yes. We're going to take a quick intermission. Uh, we'll be back for a second, second half of show in about uh, 10, 12, 13-ish minutes. Yeah. Uh, now I should shout out, intermission opens with a track that was suggested by Mr. Ed. If you remember, Mr. Ed a couple of weeks ago reached out with a slew of songs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, from Spain and Mexico, punk bands, metal bands, uh, some really amazing stuff. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt, I'm going to attempt this. Maybe the bourbon will make it a little smoother. Uh, but here is Mr. Mm. Ed's note. Um, this song is called "Pero Mayorburo," but I get bored by Caca Deluxe. Uh, something like luxury shit. It's about this guy who smokes weed and does cocaine and kisses his girl, but he still gets bored and he wants to kill himself. This is a band from mm. Spain in 1977, and although short-lived, all of its songs are very original and also highly nihilist. Well, those are my two favorite <laughs> calibers of, of judgment. I want them to be original, and I also want them to be nihilist. Yeah, you had me at high. Hope you, you enjoy me. it. <laughs> Band from Spain.
Jesus just gave us like, one commandment bro. Which is to be vaguely nice to each other man. As long as you're being vaguely nice by the cultural standards of the current time period we live in and completely ignoring the Bible you're doing a heckin' wholesome Christianity. I don't care how tough you think you are, nothing hits harder than life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, okay? And don't be pointing fingers saying, I'm not where I need to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. Is that Graham? New character. What do you think? Oh, nice OC. Look at that. I developed the lore last night. Good coloring. She's a lynx. She's Sonic's ex-girlfriend. Her name's Puddles. She's so fast, she time travels. It's very cool, Bateman, but that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Lancer the Ocelot. He's a vor. What do you think? Nice. Jesus. That is really super. How'd a nitwit like you get so tasteful? I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's OC to mine. But wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. Garrett the Groundhog. 14 inches. Impressive. Very nice. Let's see Paul Allen's OC. Look at those spikes. The tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has big mommy milkers. Something wrong, Patrick? You're sweating. Desire, wishful dear. 
the womb, it's much too real. In pumps life that I must feel, but can't look forward to reveal. Look to the time when I live, bed to the tube that sticks in me. Like a wartime novelty Tied to machines that make me be Cut this life off from me Hold my breath as I wish for Ready? Use the mask. I'll cast a spell that will let me see through your eyes. Are you alright? Okay! Take this. A Tommy gun! The wolf I will follow. Better try a dumpling. That's a spicy meatball! Careful now. One odd step and you can wake him. It's a coin. I love it! Open it! <sighs> no! Oh my gosh! So, uh, what's this stuff called again? Thermite. And that will cut through a lock. Because this is supposed to be one big-ass lock. In World War II, the Germans had an artillery piece. It's the biggest in the world, called the Gustav gun. 
that weighed a thousand tons. The Gustav was capable of firing a seven-ton shell and hitting a target accurately, 23 miles away. I mean, you could drop bombs on it every day for a month without ever disabling it. But, you drop a commando, one man, with just a bag of this, and he could melt right through four inches of solid steel and destroy that gun forever. Alright guys, kick it up a notch this time! Oh. 
Let's go. Come on. Let's get out of here. Let's go. We now return to Behind the Scenes. Starring Booberry, Berry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Lavish. Welcome back to the second, second half of show for episode 132 of Behind the Schemes. Hello, hello. It is 9.41 p.m. over here on the Breft Coast, which means, oh, excuse me, it's 9.42 p.m. on the Breft which means that it is 11.42 in the central, which means that it's 12.42 over there in the east. Which ultimately means I'm about halfway through my dino mug of bourbon. Mmm. Well, I've been trying to keep up. I've been having a little uh, bottle and bond bourbon myself. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. We're on the whiskey train tonight. I'm on a whiskey train. I'm on and on on a whiskey train. da 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 Whiskey, everybody knows. Well, this is the time we like to thank all the people that help produce this show, uh, or this production, Indeed. I should say. Uh, this is a value for value production, meaning it's not just financial contributions, but it's also submissions for intermission, show art, clips, story ideas, uh, working on the technical aspects. It helps make it the sort of radio that you want to hear. And there's a couple of people that want to do just that. Uh, Tunes will be in one of them with his monthly donation of $3.33. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Junta, very much. Uh, sent some nice uh, Christmas tidings our ways. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate yes. it, always. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Hope everything's going well, my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the family, Mousy Bear. Yeah, let's give him a little... Everybody. Yeah. Bing, bing, bong. Uh, and then we had Mr. Ed uh, kicking off our intermission, but we also had some submissions from Make Heroism and Turbo Figgit. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, definitely a lot of fun. The uh, Heckin' Wholesome and the Metallica Wham mashup. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I think yeah. the last thing that I wanted to shout out was I, I took a couple of days this past week, and I'm going to be working on more. There's still some things to figure out, but uh, I've got a preliminary batch of buttons and stickers that I've been making up. Yeah. If you're anything like me, once you realize how easy these buttons are to make, you're going to catch the bug. The button-making bug, that is. Mmm. <laughs> Could that bug be a moth? Buttons. So. Buttons. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I've uh, just been taking a bunch of uh, just random show art pieces from episodes gone past and uh, been trying to build up little template sheets so I can just kind of print them on demand. Everything looks pretty good. I, the printer, I still think, needs some tweaking on the uh, mm. the, the actual output of the image once it gets laid out yes it's a work it's a good start though it's a great launching point you know if you're if you're starting off now and you're already at like louisa like a b minus then you know yeah after two days dicking around uh, i'm hoping um try and get the btc pay server set up as quickly as possible but that's uncharted territory for myself uh, so it might mm. be a little slow going, but yeah, the idea is, uh, I'll get once, you know, once we figure out this pay server, um, the plan is to post all of the buttons and stickers up there and people will be able to boost for him. 
make them available <laughs> by Satoshi. Oh my goodness. So much fun. Yeah, dude. So exciting. Oh, uh, it's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I mean this is just a a smidgen of the stuff that I could come up with the top of my head as far as the uh the the sh- various pieces of show art. <laughs> There's quite a bunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and you were asking me and uh, I got a. I w- at the time when you asked me, I was like, I had like 102 fever. I was like, God damn it, this is awesome, and I got to find some art, but I can't even. <laughs> so I will, I will definitely uh, procure a little art and, and help you out in that regard for sure. Private browsing. If you ever want to have a, a craft time, that sounds amazing. I am hella game and and hella down. Hmm. That does sound like a good time. It does. <laughs> Maybe we could live stream a, a craft time. Dude, do you know how much fun it would be to have a meetup and that's all you do is just mass, mass produce shit. You're just like, brah, we're going to do so much. Oh, that's- it's like <laughs> it's like the old version of like when you'd raise a barn, like you get the whole community together to raise a barn. We'll, we'll get together and we'll make buttons. Oh, dude. Be still my beating heart. Private browsing has a cricket. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> There's still the issue of just finding the right paper, finding the settings on the on the printer. But uh, I, I think this is a really really good start to some, some really fun stuff. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. I, it's it's ah, it's great. It's great. It's enthralling. And uh, before I also forget this, uh, I definitely want to shout out that next week on December 4th, I believe it is, excuse me, the 2nd, January the 2nd, uh, we're going to have the gentleman on from Dad's Anime Podcast, uh, Dad and Cool Boy Mew, and also featuring uh, Ricky from Prometheus.Systems, who is the Mm -hmm. CEO of the the providers that we use for Spook.Social. We're going to have ourselves Indeed. a little Fetty in the round. Exactly. Uh, a Fetty board meeting. That'll be very exciting. So that's that's next week? Yes. Next Monday. Next Monday, which will be uh, New Year's Day, I believe. No, it'll be the day after New Year's. It'll be the 2nd. Correct. 2nd of January. Okay. That's right, because New Year's Day is just loaded to the gills with football. I know you're not a big football guy. I'm not either, but... That's the that's the plan that everybody has around here. Everyone's going to do New Year's. They're going to sleep in and they're going to watch football. Word on the street is, yeah, it's a big game too. That's going to be a blowout. It's the Niners Raiders, so it's the local teams facing each other. You know, mm-hmm. which is always a big deal. They never do that. So I'm going to watch one team just completely destroy the other one. Spanking. The spanking will commence. Yay! We'll I look forward to spanking each and every single one of you. <sighs> yeah, I bet you a couple of city councilmen have been to that uh, establishment. <laughs> it's mandated to come. Yeah! Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. As the wise Fred Durst once said, give me something to break. <laughs> I hope you know I pack a chainsaw. <laughs> let's, uh, let's check in on the status of Scream House. We don't have any at the moment, so. Well. We have a 612-263-7999. You give us a call. Let's know what you're up to. Yeah. And we have a whole other segment. Plenty of time for you to pull out that telephone and uh, 
That's right. The Mothman's just warming up. He's just approaching the lamp now. And Mothman comes out of nowhere and grabs you. <laughs> sure, certainly does. Exactly. That's uh. He's a grabber. He's a nabber. I'm hitting you because I have stabber. to. Well, that was a little, a little egregious. Um, Egre- ooh, yeah, too far. I'll go ahead and continue off from where we were at before we went to intermission. And this is talking about uh, spooky clandestine organizations uh, infiltrating social media platforms and weaponizing it against the American public. Because that's what you do when you're the boss. Weaponize. Yeah, you take that tax dollar, you'd be like, yeah, not only am I going to charge you a protection fee, but I'm going to turn around and use this money, not only make steroided out hamsters fight themselves not only we're going to use it to inject beagles with cocaine Mm. but we're going to use it we're going to use this money to spy on you through these various Mm. uh, social media platforms they go from cool to cool to boring (laughs) cool to cool to lame well there was something that came across my radar that I thought was quite uh, heartwarming especially for these holiday seasons and I think it just goes to Mm. show especially the CIA, it's really just a group of people that want they're to just see, dudes. They're just, no, it's, it's the brave men and women that serve this and country. Yes. Dudes, do ladies are involved. They're included in the dudes. We, we, we will always acknowledge the ladies of the CIA. There's probably more women in the CIA these days, actually. Uh, and that, that segues us quite nicely into uh cia christmas ornaments have you have you seen this have you heard of it ornaments yeah christmas ornaments the cia releases yearly christmas ornaments no do they do they have chips in them Uh, well well uh i'm glad that you mentioned that because i've actually got a wired article that we'll be referencing a little later uh back from 2000 and it goes (laughs) into some details about a cia christmas tree set up at the langley headquarters wild a wired ornament oh yeah well this first one that we're going to get into it might be my favorite one actually it's called the spy guy and spy gal on a carriage it's a very reflective 3d image uh you can see a cia agent uh, both the guy and the gal in a carriage driven by santa and um there's not a ton of information from what i could gather on these, but I did find somebody that collects them, and uh, here's here's a brief little thirty second clip. According to some sources, this one is from 2018, but we have been unable to confirm that. Please let us know in the comments below if this is indeed the case. Regardless of that, this Christmas ornament is a 3D one. From the more recent ones, showing what the CIA calls the spy guy and the spy gal. I love that term, spy gal. That is so. I see. That is so good. So this is basically the modern version. Back in the day, they would have called this a man in black, and uh, had progressive had 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 those times more progressive, they would have called it a woman in black. Ooh. So what you have is a man in black, a woman in black. Gal in black. Santa sleigh. What? A gal in black. Gal in black. You know, I was kind of thinking about this a couple of days ago. I, 
very much look forward to the point where this show transitions into something a little edgier, a little a little more raw. You know, a lot more razor wire starts showing up. You know, no. when the when the new when the WWE went the whole NWO, Hulk Hogan and all of them. <laughs> everything went oh, super edgy, bro. You're trying to go uh what was that? Uh Mark well, Jack. Well, uh, like, who's the extreme wrestler, the hardcore wrestler? His name was Jack. Uh, uh oh god. I the only one I can think of at the moment is um Oh man. Oh, he did the hell in the cell. New Jack is who I was talking about. Oh, New Jack. New Jack. Extreme stuff. He would, he would throw himself 30 feet, you know, off of uh, ledges and, and beat himself with barbed wire baseball bats and broke his face in and cut himself every night. That real shit. <laughs> that real hardcore wrestling scene. A ring you know? of fluorescent lights. Yeah, the ECW, the Extreme Championship yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, Extreme. When hair metal goes grunge, <laughs> that phase. Ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Right now, right now, we're still at that uh, cocaine and spandex and steroids phase of that, it. You know how dirty you have to be to be pre-Nirvana grunge. That's a <laughs> you know that's a scene that you found yourself in. You didn't. You didn't. You, no, it's a scene you you. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a, a scene, scene that you woke up in. Yeah, exactly. How did I you get didn't here? go searching for that life. That life chose you. Uh, this uh, we'll we'll continue on because I one thing I really enjoy about this little ornament featuring Spy Guy and Spy Gal is uh, Spy Guy is holding a box. The design is pretty simple. The Spy Guy and the Spy Gal bringing gifts with a car, Uncle Sam. having the CIA seal on the side of it, and of course. The American flag colors all over it. What kind of gifts do you think the CIA brings for Christmas? Oh, I know what kind of gifts the CIA brings for Christmas. They, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Santa, a regime change, you shouldn't. Oh my goodness. Patriot missiles? Wow, that's oh. a lot of cracks, Santa. Oh my goodness. RPGs <laughs> for Afghanistan? This is enough to <laughs> flood a whole neighborhood. Oh my goodness! Wow, Santa, you should the Contras have. moved a lot of blow. <laughs> Holy North, Holy, Holy North. North. <laughs> ah, the CIA—they've been giving—they've been gifting freedom. The answer that Booberry was looking for was freedom. This the is CIA crack cocaine. Everyone. Oh, oh. <clears throat> is it weird that whenever I look at the CIA seal, I think of George? H.W. Bush. Nah, man. He w- he was like the guy. Because for I him. do, I do. Uh, he's the guy. Not not maybe maybe not the de- the ooh, excuse me the definitive guy for the CIA, but <laughs> I think he was. I mean the the building is named after him. Oh, at Langley, I'm pretty sure it's the George H.W. Bush building. I he, he really was the guy. <laughs> it's it's a it's a tough call between Dulles and Bush. Well, Dulles, doesn't Dulles proceed? <clears throat> he was like uh, Bush's boss, basically, well, right? Yeah, he transitioned them out of the OSS into the CIA. Because Bush was, a, of course, a, a war hero. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta understand, Bush learned from somebody. Yeah, and he was part of a, a nice, long bloodline. I really, I really hope that when people listen to this show, that the word bloodline is somewhere in the back of their head. For everyone that we talk about, 
Uh, this well, we talk about elitists anyway. Well, this next uh, Christmas ornament actually features the visage of a quote-unquote elitist from the CIA. Welcome, George Tennant, to your Christmas tree, everybody. Being the director of the CIA is one of the most senior positions one could ever imagine to have in the spy world, and very few managed to get there. Because of that, the agency creates some special Christmas ornaments to honor those individuals, and one of them is this one from 1998 for George Tennant. George Tennant became the director of the CIA in July of 1997 following a unanimous vote by both the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence and the full Senate. Uh, you know anything about uh, Tennant here? I actually have never heard of this guy. Oh, well, he, in fact, is the second longest running director of the CIA, uh, second only to Dulles. Oh, I'm ashamed. I, I feel I feel like I've heard him before, but he should be a name that I'm perfectly familiar with. Uh, I will admit that he graduated from Georgetown. Another reason why Georgetown is absolutely Spookville. Mm-hmm. If someone graduated from Georgetown, they are suspect. Uh, he served as CIA director for both Presidents uh, Clinton and Bush Jr. He played a key role in the war on terror, but resigned amid controversy when no weapons of mass destruction were found in Iraq following the 2003 invasion. You know, you know what that means. It means he was on Team Cheney. Mm-hmm. He and was one Mueller. of the and and who? Mueller. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mueller, totally. Head of the FBI at the time. So him and, and Tenet as as the FBI and CIA. If the if the CIA and the FBI work together, shit happens. As I understand it, on the ground, from the day to day operation standpoint, the two organizations are, are rivals. They don't work together let's, until let's give a the moment of, say so. Let's give a moment of silence for the sheer absurdity of what you just stated, that there are two major three-letter agencies, intelligence agencies, excuse me. Well, maybe I should clarify. That have beef. (laughs) They don't have beef. Well, they do have beef. I think think they have beef. (laughs) It's like two brothers in a family. It's a sibling rivalry. It isn't like we're trying to kill each other. No. You're trying to please the same daddy. You're trying to one-up. You're... You, you know are I mean? the bureaucrat, uh, bu- bureaucratized version of the Cuomo brothers. Yes. 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 Exactly. Let's, uh, we'll continue on with a second clip here more on this ornament featuring a portrait of George Tennant. Now, if we consider the modern CIA operations, such as the Al-Qaeda and related groups, the invasion in Iraq, being the first on the ground in Afghanistan, drone strikes in Africa and Middle East, the hunt for Bin Laden, the rise of cyber espionage operations and several other high-profile activities of the last decades, one person was the lead of all of them, George Tenet. George Tenet is a Greek-American who was involved with the intelligence world from 1987. However, what brings him to the forefront of the above CIA activities is that he was the director of the CIA from 1997 and until 2004. Before that, from 95 to 97, he also served as the deputy director of the CIA, but the key period in his time was as a director. During that time, and especially post 9-11, the intelligence world changed completely. 
For instance, new intelligence agencies and functions were created. Extremely close collaboration among the US and allied intelligence agencies emerged. Ah, Even operational nice. changes, like for instance, the barely existing CIA Center for Counterterrorism changed from a small center to the largest function of the agency. There were several ups and downs during that time, but one is certain. George Tenet was part of those historic moments of the US intelligence community leading the CIA through those changes. This rare spy artifact was available at the CIA headquarters gift shop in 1998. I want to go to this gift shop. Me too. <laughs> I have to go. We, we have to go. We'd have to, if we ever met this guy, we'd have to greet him in like an official 1998 like CIA shirt. Just to let him know that we knew. <laughs> well, we know. We know where you're from. 8798, baby. Uh, here's, here, is a, here is an awesome that I stumbled across when I was uh, looking into this guy a little bit. Uh, the headline reading, About that time, Kanye West bumped into former CIA director George Tenet. Quote, Yay uh, mentioned this dude in the track Click. The lyrics stating, Yeah, I'm talking business. We talking CIA. I'm talking George Tenet. I, see I seen him the other day. He asked me about my Maybach. Uh, I think he had the same, except mine tinted, and his might have been rented. Uh, quote, <laughs> the article continues on. The unlikely pair, quote, bumped into each other as Tenet was departing a New York City business meeting. According to Wired.com, someone in the various entourages introduced... introduced when they don't bother to quote that one, uh, introduced the rapper to former intelli uh, to the former intelligence chief, and the two quote chatted briefly. This reminds <laughs> me of uh, the classic uh, time uh, man of the year. Oh hi, uh, Zuckerberg Mark. And, and oh hey 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 Mark. I hey, was just hey Mark. I was, I was just, just down the off down the street in my office. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, just, down the street down the hall my office. Yeah, I just want to pop by and say hi. Heard time was coming through. Hey, boys. Nice to see you again. Have you heard about them weapons of mass destruction? Oh, boy. Well, all right, time, boys. I'll see you next week. Uh, Tennant also is not much of a rap uh. fan. Uh, his spokesperson, spokesperson at the time clarified uh, he's more of a Bruce Springsteen guy. Okay. You know that famous picture of Elvis and Nixon? Oh, yeah. This, If someone took a picture of Tennant meeting Kanye, that would have been it. Of of this time, uh, when this guy would have been wearing his fucking nineteen eighties like blue and red pastel boring old tie, and Kanye would have showed up in a fucking ski mask and an eight thousand dollar white tee, and and the 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 baddest shoes you've ever seen. Uh, two two thousand and twelve was when this article was written. Granted, no, I mean this, he's still he's repping the old shit, is what I'm saying. Oh, like yeah. he's got the he's got an old style. That was I see, my because Nixon that's the picture right. Mm -hmm. so. uh, we got one more ornament to cover. Um, if you actually go to I forget the name of the gentleman's channel, but it's the one I pulled these clips from. He's actually got more videos on Christmas ornaments from the NSA. <laughs> the uh, the third brother. There was actually sister. Now that I think about it, there was another uh, intelligence group that I was not immediately familiar with but it, it's the one that ends up running the satellites um let me we'll, we'll we'll get into this next clip and i'll see if i can 
uh, find that specific organization. Uh, mm. This one's a callback to the good old times of the CIA. Every year around this time, apart from Christmas decorations, the agency makes some special Christmas ornaments, a different one every year. Those aren't available to people outside the CIA. The one that I have here is a relatively old one, but still the favorite of many CIA employees. Oh, and uh, that, of course, is the original headquarters of the CIA. What you see is the original headquarters building, also known as the OHB, with a Christmas tree in front of its entrance. <laughs> For those that aren't familiar with the OHB, it was the first headquarters building of the agency in McLean, Virginia. The original headquarters building opened in November of 1961, and nowadays it is still in use, but the majority of the personnel are located in the new headquarters building which is next to it. Actually, I was even able to find a 2018 tweet from a former CIA employee, Cindy Otis, where she is sharing her collection and about this specific one, she said This one used to be my favorite until these years. It's the CIA headquarters. Every year they put a giant lead tree in front and fill the lobby with poinsettias. Whenever I'd have a tough day, I drive past the tree at night on my way out. It really is quite stunning. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find a photo of the OHB with a Christmas tree in front of it. However, if you want to learn more about it, I highly recommend you to read CIA's The CIA Campus, the story of the original headquarters building from 2008, which is available in the agency's website. Uh, now, I don't have uh, any pictures of this tree in the original lobby. Um, however... Mm -hmm. I did find this uh, pretty cool article called Pagan Paradise Christmas Trees, and it's a collection of very low-res quality photos of um, the American uh, National Christmas Tree in Washington, D.C., starting in 1965. 65 is when it started, okay. Yep, 65, 66, 67, 68. Uh, there's quite a few in here. Uh, the, unfortunately, the images are not very small. Uh, excuse me, very big. Um, mm -hmm. I was able to trace back to the original link, and it was like a uh, 2000s-era website on the National Park Service with uh, super low-quality pictures. Yeah, you still get a sense of what the trees look like. I like that in 69, they kind of got a little freaky and went red. Mm -hmm. All the other ones are kind of just like white or gold or whatever, and then 69, very special year. Very and, special and year. 76. And, uh, and uh, yeah, in 71, also red. Always a good move. Nice. I like it. And they, they change up the tree and everything. That's kind of interesting that they have a record of that. And to get back to this, uh, the CIA tree in, ooh, this might, this might have been a 2000 era article as well. Mm -hmm. uh, this wired one. Yep, 2000. Uh, details some of the crazy-ass spycraft techniques being utilized in Christmas ornaments uh, <laughs> that were hung <laughs> in a tree at Langley. Of course. Uh, it couldn't be a CIA ornament without a little something in there for you. There's some, there's some dated language in this. Uh, let me tell you what. Um, 
let's really? get, let's go through some of this. Would we uh, get canceled? <laughs> no, but you'll you'll understand where I started to cringe. Um, uh, one of them was a butterfly made of thin silver wings attached to a circuit board. A wire ch- changes shape with temperature and causes the wings to move. Quote, this technology is useful to move tiny items. Uh, there was a bird. Mm. Ooh, maybe maybe they're moving like little uh, needles loaded up with some super infectious disease. Mm. Some little uh, some little uh, drug paraphernalia. Yeah, just a little prick. Just a little something to maybe even to frame someone. Mm-hmm. There's birds that chirp if hit with lights or touched a certain way. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Make me chirp. Well then. Uh, I've been described as such myself. There's a, bu- a bird that chirps if light or 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 touch received. Well, it says touch in a specific way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, okay. Not generally. Well, if you touch me in general, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. But if you touch me in a special way, I mean, you know, I'm like an instrument. You know, you just <laughs> you would know my stops, etc. You're a dirty whore bird, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the majestic gold-horned whore bird. Look at it in its beautiful birch perch. Uh, let's see. There was a dragonfly whose wings uh, vibrate if it detects Christmas lights. Allegedly, they claim the material could be used to make a microphone. Well, so maybe if the lights turn on, it causes the, the little sheets to vibrate and causes it to pick up the sound waves from the area. Oh, my God. Uh, there is... Oh, God. This is one of them. Quotes. And if you put... On a pair of special cardboard glasses, the words Happy Holidays appear dancing around the star, showing off a way to conceal messages. Um, <laughs> I, are you, do you, are you, have you heard of it? Do you know this? You, this special technology? I've heard of this and I've never seen this. Oh my God. So what it is, imagine three, 3D glasses. Instead of having a, a red cyan piece of film, what it is, is it's a piece of plastic. That's, uh... You give us, like, a... Uh, what is it? Invisible ink effect. Not necessarily, because this is... It's, um, out like a Fresnel lens, so it's rigid, or ridged. Okay. Right? Okay. And when you put on these glasses, any little light beams that hit the lenses, it will refract into images. So oh. you could put these glasses on... Go to say Bush Gardens during Christmas time, this theme park with Christmas lights everywhere, and every one of those Christmas lights is going to shine through the glasses to your eyes a projected image of something like snowflakes or Christmas lights. Mm. Or or a message. Or a message. <laughs> it's so I- if you if you saw how cheap and 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 I mean they're because it's a simple concept. Yeah, I mean let's be real. A Fresnel lens is is just you know putting waves essentially in the glass in a certain way that it refracts in a, in, a, in a way and and it just it's so simple. It's just so very simple. It's it's genius. Uh, holiday specs: Christmas glasses, uh, paper optics turn holiday lights into magical images. I'm trying to see if I can find an image to give you a better idea. Um, I'll have to poke around a little more. Um, sure thing. But this, this is... This reminds me, though, I, I've been meaning to tell you, I just got some par cans to, to light up my place. I, I haven't uh, 
the miniature ones, you know? Mm-hmm. The best kind, because you can uh, stash them places. Exactly. What a what a treat that is. And then you order a slew of gels, and you just kind of play around, you know? So, Highly recommend anybody who's looking for some cheap lighting. Just get some nice bar cans. Yeah, I found two cans at Goodwill for five ninety nine a piece. There Love you go. Them. There you go. Uh, Fresnel probably wouldn't be too... Well, how much does a Fresnel go for? I mean, it really just depends on... Make I mean, a model. not literally, but like compared to a, uh, like a can, like uh, would it be more or less? Or, yeah. I think it would be a little more because of a par can. The so let's say we're looking at like an ETC par can. It's just the lamp, the reflector, the lens, and you can spin the barrel, which holds the actual lens. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, if you're if you have a pretty narrow beam of light, you can spin it in a full three sixty clockwise, counterclockwise, whichever direction. A Fresnel has actually got uh, a zoom feature of sorts where you can... Or like a focus feature. Yeah, so you can move yeah. that lens closer or further away to the lamp. Right. Uh, which is, you know, it's one more mechanical addition to this light. A simple mechanical addition. I would hope that the, the two things actually are similar in price. But who knows? Anyway, uh, offhand. I mean, We're finding, just talking lighting now at this point. Finding, <laughs> uh, finding those sorts of fixtures used, and, you know, incandescence... Well, they sell just like these little miniature, like Chinese kind of copies now all the time. I actually uh, turned Cretchit on. He's been uh, working on uh, getting a studio with some studio lighting set up. So we were kind of talking through various manufacturers, and he'd actually found some like um, LED Fresnel fixtures. Got them mm-hmm. saved in a chat somewhere. I can dig them out. Um, but I did anyway. Not to derail what you're talking about. Here. If you look at that link I just sent, I, I, it's a Walmart one. Um, five 3D Christmas glasses. Uh, you can see what they look like, mm-hmm. and these specific ones, when you put them on and you look at a Christmas light, for example, you'll see little candy canes. So the lenses are designed to create that effect. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, with the CIA, they can do all kinds of things with that sort of tech. And Wired in 2000 was very excited. <laughs> oh, Pitar, there you are. There it you is. You son of a gun. He, he couldn't help himself. He had to get a little uh, after Christmas coat. He got to, man. Yeah. They know what's coming to him. Uh, but yes, that was Pitar boosting the live tag out of CurioCaster for 6666, getting himself a little goat action. Mm-hmm. The holiday goat couldn't couldn't do without it. Shall we resume stabbing? <laughs> oh, he wanted a samurai chop a goat as well. That was Pitar again. Sixty six, sixty six. I I actually pulled a little bit of uh uh background music for Pitar. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm all gonna right, do it. pump it, do it.
<laughs> oh, what a maniac! That was uh, that was delightful. <laughs> no, <laughs> no doubt. There it is. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it. Oh, that's gorgeous. Pete's har. So sprayful. That was uh, full of liquid. Oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 God damn it! What a guy! I, Make here was after. He, let me. Let me. I have to. Please, after please, all after of that carnage. Oh no! He wasn't making them. Oh god! No! Skip. This is the. Oh wow. When Make Heroism so, gets back, we'll have to tell him that there's another goat that ended up there. But well, I'll, I'll take this one. Actually, I'll, I'll just put it in my car and take it home with me. Oh, oh okay. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it tomorrow. Uh, but uh, Pitar came in a lot of goat slaughters. By the way, if you uh, boost us 66, 66 satoshis, you can slaughter yourself a goat. Ninety nine, ninety nine puts them back together again, and Pitar boosted us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14? 14 sounds right. 14 sounds about right. So he right. 14 goats. And then, what is, oh, Crow Knuckle Upside Down. Yeah, I've seen them on uh, podcastindex.social. We've ah. been popping in and out of the chat. I see. Welcome, Crow Knuckle. Fantastic yes. handle. That's so good. Crow Knuckle is a good handle, so that's, job less. That's yes. a name that is here to stay. <laughs> Everyone wants their knuckle to stay. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Now, Crow Knuckle, uh, 3333 Seasons Beatings. Mm. Ooh, uh, actually, I, I do have one for that. I have been beaten to shit. Oh, my God. My, I'm projectiling. My my good friend Booberry has a, uh, a spice for every dish. Dude, I am the allspice of isos. He's the allspice. <laughs> you mix Booberry in a, in, with a little butter, you make a barbecue sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make Heroism also decided that he was going to clean up a little bit. He was going to do us a favor. He came in here. He brought the, the forklift. We just got a forklift. Booberry got a brand new forklift. Yeah, Brought a little, the a little uh, electric one. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. And uh, Make Heroism dropped by with uh, 4110 sets via fountain we'll, and decided to haul off a couple of those goats. We'll check his fork cert after the show. I don't want to pull him off I mean, of anything important at the moment. Yeah, you know, under the table. <laughs> uh, but uh, then after uh, Make Heroism very kindly came in and forked all those goats. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> You ever seen Pete. a snail trail with two tires? <laughs> Did you see the uh, uh, the gif for the... Yes. Oh, so good. There's also... Uh, so if you hang out in the chats, you can see as these boostograms come through, these gamatria and these uh, audio boosts, a little gif attached with each one. It's kind of like our own call and response super chat. And uh, this one <laughs> displays a gratuitous... 
amounts of uh, forklift carnage at a warehouse. Body parts are flying everywhere. People are skewered. Limbs go flying. Heads are lopped. It's just not safe. It's uh, it's gratuitous, and we highly recommend it. So good. Mm. Oh, I'm just I'm watching it again. I just I just like watching all this violence. It's it's a problem. <clears throat> Actually, it's a solution, but doesn't matter. Uh, yes, you gotta get in there. Hashtag green room irc You're missing out a lot. Yes. Uh, coming back to these uh, CIA tree uh, tree ornaments, there's only yes. two left. Uh, excuse me, uh, one. Um, <laughs> just again, a, a merry deathmas out there to everyone. And this was yes, merry deathmas. Um, this one was also another like uh, just so much has changed in the past twenty two years. The Office of Technical Service Holiday Party has been a staple at the CIA for twenty five years, and this year's hottest item was LED lights that operate on far less power than regular lights. A big potted plant was adorned with a string of 250 small red bulbs that use the power of just one 8-watt Christmas tree light, lasting up to 100,000 hours. Wow. <laughs> Such horseshit! This shit does wow. not last for 100,000 fucking hours. How, how truthful you guys are. God. I'll this tell you, is, that, those this intelligence is how the fucking agencies, article... guys, they, they don't lie. They never lie. This is the last item described in the article before they transition into talking about, well, well, you know, the days of old of having a camera or recorder and hidden in a lighter, it's gone. It's, you know, that's drilling into a drywall and putting a little fucking mic through, you know, those days are over. Yeah. Who carries a lighter anymore these days? I think that was a (laughs) quote in the article. Goofy the stuff. The old multi-tools that they have they got in the spy museum are unreal. Just oh, the stupid yeah. shit that they were using in the 50s, the 40s. Uh, so just sh- lets you know what the stupid shit they're using now. Surely you've seen the pocket buddy. <laughs> pocket buddy? Yeah. The pocket buddy you can take anywhere, even if you're naked. Yes, yes, I have seen the pocket buddy. Oh my. Goodness. Um, so that was, uh, that's all I got on the CIA Christmas stuff. Uh, the NSA stuff is pretty neat too. Oh, and the other organization was the NRO. Uh, and that seems to be the organization based around the spy satellites from what I understand. The NRO are the guys that run the satellites, the national reconnaissance office, Um, not space force. Space Force. Well, these would have been, this is a 2000, this specific Christmas ornament that they discuss is from 2003. Oh, I see, I see. So, Space Force by, what is that? By a bit. Yeah. Uh, 15 years, give or take? Mm. I have to keep reminding myself, this is all 15 years-ish in the past. Yeah, I mean, the the spy, the spy guy, spy spy gal, that's a 2018 piece. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... The George Tenet was a 1998, uh, so it sounds like they do one every year. It's just not much documentation on them, from what I could find. They were really arrogant. They would stop putting microphones in the ornaments because they're like, "We don't even have to do that anymore. We just look. We just listen to you through your phone, your friend's phone, or your friend's phone. We can count the eyelashes on you from the satellite imagery. We we don't need anything from you." I do have one last thing that I could leave us out with tonight. Um, and this one is, we, we talked about it very briefly uh, via a back channel com. 
mm-hmm. between you and, uh, and myself. I was listening to the Grime America Outlawed podcast, which I would highly recommend, especially the uh, paid second half of the show. It's just good stuff. They're good dudes. I like supporting them. Uh, consider it. It's actually one of two shows that I maintain a monthly subscription for. Uh, definitely check them out. Um, they've been on this show. I forget which episode. It's Oscillating was the name of the episode. But they actually had the gentlemen uh, who run Alt Media, Alt Media United on. And I know we've definitely had a conversation about Alt Media. I just cannot remember if it was in a post-show or an actual recorded episode. So for people who are unaware of what Alt Media United is... This is a quote-unquote podcast collective of uh, subversive shows ranging from things like the Higher Side Chats, Tinfoil Hats on there, Grimerica. There's quite a few shows that yeah, are... Someone essentially made a list of, um, I don't know, alternative uh, content shows and then just put them all in, a, in one place for you to find. Yeah. That's how I describe it. And there's not... You know, I I know I know a lot of folks. They like will cross guest on each other's show, and you know it's one big happy family. Um, but I don't. I mean, it's kind of a small world. <laughs> I just you know, there's no like that I Definitely can find. Not no no no. It's uh, it taps into something that's a little more beyond technology. <laughs> well, they uh, they had a it was a, it was a mostly enjoyable show. I. I for the most part, I feel like they were having conversations uh, revolving around issues that have already been solved by podcasting 2.0. And uh, I've emailed this dude. I've tweeted at him. I even hit him up on podcastindex.social. I was like, on your uh, when you go to these podcast episodes and you go all the way down to look at where to listen at the podcast index listed as podcast index 2.0 with no directs you out it's just an image and a little uh says podcast index 2.0 which is you know it's there is not a podcast index there is the index and then there is podcasting 2.0 which the index utilizes semantics dumb shit um but nothing substantial that'll actually get you where do you want to go right yeah and and you know it's just none of the stuff none of the images and stuff will link out but that's not what we're here to discuss because uh, they go through the whole uh, conversation about Bitcoin, which I was into. I think uh, one of the gentlemen, Al, who is from the show Forum Borealis, uh, had some really good points about Bitcoin as a whole. And he's like, you know, don't worry about this Ethereum shit. Don't worry about any of these other altcoins, shit coins, Bitcoin, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> to which I'm like, yeah, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> but then they end up talking about developing an app. You know, somewhere where all of the people, the the collective of all the people that listen to all of these uh, conspiracy-minded podcasts, um, talking about building an app so that they can all hang out together. And mm. uh, this is this good. Excuse me. This leads us into our next. Like I said to Mark the other day, it's much more value in getting if you have two people who want to sell you something. Number one says, "Look, man." You're selling wine, good quality wine. I can give you 100,000 customers here. And the other guy says, hey, man, I can give you 10,000 customers. 
Now, I'll go for the guy with 10,000. You know why? His customers are all connoisseurs. So they're in the market. The other guy is giving me 100,000 Muslims. Sure, some of them are drinking, but it's not going to be. You see what I mean? It's it's the right people. And that's why this app will count, uh, count for much more than any other app. Because in only any other app, there will be people who are not interested in what's going on here. There are no understanding of it. But our audiences overlap on so many areas. Not 100%. Some are maybe more spiritually inclined, some are more, I don't know, technologically inclined, but to a far extent, it's going to overlap. And that way, the feedback loop we have today, when we swapcast, when you invite us on like this, we exchange ideas, we, we create a new culture, we create a new awareness, we talk about the corruption, same is going to happen with the listeners. Only now, the listeners won't just be 70,000 forum people, uh, I don't know how many you got, but... Now it's going to be like, uh, I think the total, is it 3 million today already, Mark? Something like that, a rough estimate? Um, of listeners across yeah. everybody in the cooperative. Yeah, it, we Maximum can put a big number yeah. on it. That's a good estimate. But yeah, it's, it's something that uh, certainly needs to happen. I think people have been, you know, sort of working isolated. And although we don't, want to tell anybody what to do uh with their independence i think it benefits everybody to have a sort of um cooperative where we can address some of the concerns that we all may have right whatever they may be whether it's censorship through social media uh the best way to get your analytics the best way to you know overcome seo issues uh etc cetera, etc cetera. things that may not be uh very interesting to the audience listening but definitely things that podcast hosts would be interested in all of this is avoidable by not using major social media platforms caring about seo what what is an seo a miserable little pile of secrets <laughs> uh not caring about these analytical numbers um as you could hear, three million was an estimate, and uh, you know, you know the funny money behind download numbers, right? Subscription models. Yeah, that's 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 like Hollywood numbers. They're made up. It's uh, who's last it anyway. The points don't matter. It's all made up. I, I I've got our show subscribed, and I don't know how many different apps. <laughs> I'm probably like fifteen of the weekly downloads. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely just checking to see how the quality is mm-hmm. but i think yeah. that's 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 an important thing to hold on to and we'll go into the second and last clip here uh because with allegedly three million people people you have a lot of power behind you and you know what happens when you give power to the people right we're going union baby the podcast certainly i think is going to help and uh as far as the app goes i mean apps are interesting i think a social media app would be cool but uh you know i don't know i, I al I, I definitely like where you're going with that but i it's hard to it's hard to say for sure at least where i stand you know <laughs> what what's well, coming next with an app or or something no, like that. I'm, I'm just saying is, this is, is, is really where we could 
This is where we could take it. And a third uh, possibility we have when we come together like this is, and we have already discussed this, is, for example, if we have 3 million listeners, let's say we have 5 million listeners and a 1,000 podcasts or shows because it's not just podcasts, we can go to, for example, Podbean, and we can say to them, this is, we're just emulating history. This is what unions used to do in the old days. We can say to them, hey, man, we represent 5 million listeners, 1,000 podcasts. Why are you taking money for this and this? We want a discount if you belong to the Alt Media United. You know, we can start to uh, throw a weight around. We can go to different uh, things. This is uninteresting for listeners, but it's very interesting for podcasters. We can go to different things that all podcasters are dependent on and use, and we can start to create uh, better deals and better conditions. Um who knows? Maybe we can even uh, get uh, something on uh, uh, one of the mainstream uh, uh, outlets um, if they are interested in streaming some of our stuff. So when we come together, we, we are a power player. We can actually, st- this is how the world works. You're fucked if you're alone. But if you're a mob like Jose, you have power. And that's what we have to exploit. We can't just sit in our shadows uh, around the internet and complain about how bad stuff is when everybody's doing that they need to come together that's right we're gonna form a union you're gonna start paying dues um probably expect to start paying assessments on your donations we'll have monthly meetings where you can come together uh robert's rules will be in place uh we'll be voting for office for all of our uh, treasurers and and, uh, business agents and the whatnot uh, we'll have union grievances. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Honest hot take. And all joking aside, what does this say to you? Well, Boo Bear, you and I have worked in unions. You and I are union men. We we've worked in actual trades in unions. You know how it is. I mean, and we, we not only just with we we've worked in carpentry and we've worked in ed, uh, entertainment. Both those kinds of unions, which are both unions, but providing a similar product and a similar method. And what I would have to say is that you have to have serious cash flow in order for that sort of thing. You have numbers, you have listeners. You can say, I have 4 million people that listen to my show. But unfortunately, when it comes to the union, if you want to have guaranteed rights, you also have to have guaranteed income. You have to have guaranteed cash flow. And And you have to have a model that provides that cash flow. And unless somebody is able to provide a model consistently operate on for longer than a track period of say, you know, a decade, it's, it's very difficult for me to see somebody create a union in the sense that they would create say carpenters union or uh, equity or it, it, it's so difficult because when you work in a union, you work, you have, you have a given, you know, you get an hour lunch break and you have, uh, given a, a set of time, you have dental, you have this, you know, you have to have a certain level of capital to float that that system to begin with. And an industry or a series of industries to provide that capital. And I think that the the only thing that provides capital or provides a consistent money flow to any sort of entertainment venue, especially in podcasting or radio or anything involved with the internet, you just have to have consistency you have to work your ass off it has to be your full-time job and not only is it just you but it has to be a team of people 
I mean, the most successful people in this field would be YouTubers, right? So you got like a Mr. Beast kind of character. Who's who not even, I learned this recently. He's not even one of the uh, 15 for sure, maybe 10. But it's actually like children's ASMR videos that are the highest paid. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's strange things that people have a, a, a real time struggling to develop a, a real, you know, corporate style market you know, distribution system for. And if somebody were able to figure that out in the way that Apple figured it out, you know, back in the, back in the day, when I listen to all of this, I think of Apple. I just think of how they used to be this, this kind of thing. You know, we've got this technology, we've got these engineers, we've got these smart guys. I know that most people don't know what the fuck a computer is, but I, you know, and same thing with Microsoft, like we're going to, we're going to make it to a point where we're going to make this very complicated thing be a very common thing. We're going to make sure that everybody in America has a personal computer and that business runs on personal computers. And, uh, and then they, they figured out the model for that. And so the, the idea here is that we don't have a model. We don't want a model. And, and so there has to be the right, you know, you know where I'm coming from? You know what I'm saying? I, or am I just think this is a hugely, ludicrous idea especially when being able to self-host and self-produce your own content is so accessible there's not a very large barrier to entry in that regards uh you need to do a little bit of research but it is a challenge to host an mp3 file on a website somewhere and then point an rss feed to it well the convenience is the greatest strength of this whole of this whole operation. If this whole thing is going to work, it's going to work on the bed of convenience. That has to be one of the pillars upon which this thing's built. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is what you're selling. In, in a sense, I mean, on top of other things, convenience has to be a part of it. Otherwise, the market isn't there. There are plenty of people like us in the world who want to work and want to, you know, they're puzzle people and they figure shit out. But if you really want to make a union, you want to make it so that this becomes a commodity in the way that a union can be supported. You yeah, like the way that. labor became a commodity. Yeah, I mean, part of, you know, like a carpenter's union. I mean, you you have to be easy to work with. You know, you have to be, you have to, you have to grease the gears. And um, I think when there's a focus on greasing more than on excluding or on complicating or on, you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, developing in, in a direction. Why grease somebody but, else? But C-Dubs just, is right. It's still very early. We're all we're very early on on this whole thing, and it gets you know, better man, every wanna, day. Every yeah, day it gets better. I would I would prefer to spend the time focused on finding the really weird, funny, um, kind of bizarre humor, uh, humorous elements, and lining these goats up like there's no end of to them. Of course, um, because that's what life is about. I don't want to pull focus away to go try and strong arm somebody like Podbean. Um, this mm-hmm. show, this show started out on Podbean. Uh, we've moved to PodServe now. It's twenty dollars a month to host the show. Yeah, I'm gonna because I belong to this little uh, or excuse me, because I belong to this organization. Uh, I now have the right to come in and attempt to strong arm you into lower rates. I, mm-hmm. I just. I think it's. I mean, you uh, can do that. Theoretically, it's not impossible to do that. It's just, can you do that? Can you get enough people together to actually make that happen, and then go through the trouble and be the asshole to to actually bully your way into a 
an advantageous situation like Bill Gates and like Steve Jobs and like people before. It takes somebody to actually the buttons. Are you willing to play their game to win their game? Is that what it boils down to? It's not selling out more so as buying in. Exactly. <laughs> actually, that's a perfect way of putting it. You're buying in. You're becoming a player. Yeah, man. Player. And, and then 30 years down the line, we'll be crushing people, telling them they're wrong. <laughs> I do cocaine! Yeah. Because certainly. It's always developing. This is, you know, see what happens. Keep your ear to the rail, you know? No, I mean, I come back regularly and uh, check this website out and see how it grows and whatnot. Uh, there's certainly a ton of shows that I've listened to over this uh, past couple of years. It certainly sort of shaped the particular style that, um, that I try to approach <laughs> comedy with. You know, I don't know if there's a comedy union. I don't, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I'm actually I think wondering unions are. are great for certain things. Uh, I just got a little too jaded as it goes. No, it happens. I think it's just the inevitable way that cookie crumbles. But uh, it's a fucking marvelous idea, and there's no reason not to pursue it. There's no, no reason not to pursue it. Especially if you're young and dumb and hell yeah. Well, fuck it. What do we, you know, what do you got to lose? Um, yeah, man. And like, I, I was there for, I wish I could remember the city spot operator that week got his gold card 50 years. Yeah. Nice. It started out as a projection tech. That's how long ago it was. Oh, this is awesome. Learned a great trick from him, by the way. You can take a little mini C clamp and clamp it right to the front of your spotlight. Then you got yourself a little handle, like a precision handle. <laughs> you can operate that shit with just a fucking thumb and your pointer finger. Pinky up all the way. Full brightness, full intensity. Iris all just, the way open. <laughs> you can just, just blow that thing out and you're just fine. That just leads to... I swear to God, the C clamp is the most useful in uh, stage technicianry. Oh, you know those park hands I was talking earlier? Rigged up with a C-clamp right in front of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. C-clamp to the shelf. Uh, the other one's actually a giant heavy-duty curtain cl- uh, clamp. Well, oh, I remember. I, I was in there. I was at the Miniocalypse. I saw you had some nice C-clampage going on. You had some nice angles. You got you got it going on. I Actually, I was inspired by you. I wrapped my mic stand in uh, Christmas lights. Hell yeah, you did. Isn't it fun? <laughs> Oh, it's it's brilliant. Changed the whole game. Yeah, that's a. I did that oh, yeah. pretty early on. I was like, this this man has an old standard going. That's that's great. I want that. <laughs> Back when this show was going to be video, <laughs> we actually did do a video show once, and you were like, actually, I don't like video. Well, this was this was even with uh, Monty and Malachi. We were uh-huh. recording um, Zoom calls. I was trying to go through the process of like matching the dialogue to the uh, to the video. Not an easy process when you're recording in <laughs> one place and doing video in another. We done. Now you got to sync things together. Not anymore. That's easy. That's easy. Oops. That's easy. Yeah, that's why you should not leave loaded guns around, especially in Actually, the, uh, it's illegal, but, you know, at least in my state. Oh, there's a lot of things that are illegal in your state. Uh, almost everything, yeah. except weed. <laughs> I was going to say freedom, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, freedom, freedom is, le- is uh, illegal. 
Yes, yes. I was saying freedom is illegal. Everything is illegal except weed. Weed is legal. I have it delivered to my door like a pizza. But everything else, no deal. <laughs> exactly. And C-Dubs calls that radio magic. Where are you seeing? That's bizarre because I do not see C-Dubs in the chat. You don't see C-Dubs in the chat? I do not. Really? Yeah. I'm not messing with you. It's a real thing. Here. I'll send evidence. Oh my goodness. You're going to send me proof and everything? Did, oh, I, did I block C-Dubs? And I say, enough of this fool. Wow, <laughs> you did. You blocked C-Dubs. How, how do I undo that? C-Dubs just uh, tagged you twice. You didn't see any of that? Nope. Oh my goodness. I have no idea how to unblock C-Dubs. C-Dubs is now the invisible man. What did you do, C-Dubs? Cross me the wrong way. Oh for the last goodness. time. He's such a nice fella. He's- oh, he's calling you JCD right now. <laughs> <gasps> Oh, no. The gauntlet has been thrown, sir. Oh, you have oh, makeup sex. Oh, uh, do you have on hand, by the way, the uh, your uh, knighting JCD quote? Uh, which? The tickle bitties. Oh, sure. Most man blesses the tickle bitties. Pretty good, John. Oh, yeah, you did okay on that. That sounded very cool in the mix. <laughs> there was, were people into that. I have to say, I woke up one morning in a cold sweat. I need to hear that. I haven't heard that in a while. I want to hear that. It has been a minute. It yeah. has definitely been a minute. What I will say is, you and I both had very eventful nightings, which is uh, all you can ask for. Nonstop action on the no agenda stream. Come get some. You know, yeah. you want it. No agenda, live every uh, Thursday and Sunday. <gasps> oh, I do have a proposition for you, super quick. And then uh, we actually don't have any scream mails, so this might stand in its place. Uh, so a while ago, Sir Bemrose had reached out and asked if we wanted to do any bumpers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought of a good one. So you know that classic, uh, this is your brain on drugs, uh, cooking eggs commercial? Sure, sure. Okay, so we're going to have the sound of sizzling eggs, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have this a, is your brain on normal podcasts. Uh, it'll say specifically, "This is your brain on Spotify." Oh, we can't give them advertising. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. No. So, so the sizzle keeps going, right? Okay. okay. And then it says, "This is your brain on a nude podcast app," and then you hear a pew <laughs> as the sizzle goes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so good we should make like we should make like 10 all right so legacy podcast app right if you you don't want to use spotify want to talk shit i mean unless fucking booberry blocks you or bans you whatever you did to seat ups you you see he he signed out he signed back in you see him now i tried unmuting him and uh nothing wow (laughs) well did you see that C-Dubs boosting 66, 66, saying, can you see me now? I can only see... Via the podcast index. It looks like the shape of shoulders, but they're, it's only like a, it's like the bloody outline of them. There's nothing underneath of the blood. It's just like shoulders, invisible shoulders covered in blood. And 
maybe a face. It's hard to make out. <laughs> Unignore <laughs> slash. <laughs> Ooh, funny. Let me try slash unignore. I think that's probably mm. it. Uh, but this is a mystery. Uh, we have we have a we have a homegrown scheme on our hands. Yeah, there's something uh, spooky afoot. You can't see dubs. Can't see dubs. Nice one, Nam. I'm giving Nam a little uh, little karma in the chat there. Successfully removed C dubs from ignore list. Whoa. Whoa, you ignored C-dubs. Bro, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to. You know, my man Booberry, he was having a good night. You know, he's feeling himself. It's okay, we're all back to square one here. <laughs> now I feel like a real piece of shit. No, 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 it's not his fault. It's not your fault. Cow a fucking piece of dog shit. Fucking piece of dog shit. We were sabotaged. Someone came in in the night and ignored you. I bet it was SBF. That fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. That $100,000 having $250 million bail-in piece <laughs> of shit. Bag sleeping piece of shit. You curly-haired, <laughs> fucking sweater-wearing, beanbag sleeping, ugly... Wait, hold on. Cross-dressing, <laughs> fucking ketamine-snorting... Whoa. Piece of shit, billionaire, Am I in a fucking, fucking K-hole right now. What is going I'm on? Fucking K-hole. Have you watched the new season of uh, Rick and Morty? I've not. I'm not. I just started it last night. It's enjoyable. Oh, that's good. Turn it around, baby. Turn around. Uh, uh, no other scream mails. So what that means is during you this- can call us yeah. at six one two two six three seven nine 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 and. Leave yourself a scream out during the week. You don't have to call Monday nights. You can call anytime you so choose. It's 24 7. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Uh, SBF is going to get off on insanity caused by drugs caused by the Democratic Party. You Caused by both parties, actually. Damn straight. Dark money. Guy's going to be rolling. One way or the other. (laughs) Right now, he's rolling his ass off. Uh, One last huzzah. Huzzah. That's what you gotta do, man. You gotta ride the wave. And if you're gonna... If you're gonna... If you're gonna biff it, make sure you biff it hard. And spectacularly. Commit. Commit. Yeah. You know, when when you're on skis and you make that jump... You know what you don't do? You you don't not commit. You fucking stick your knees straight. Go for it. Don't turn. Don't bitch. Do it. Well, let's fucking go. Embrace that riz, son. Embrace that riz. <laughs> ate it. And, ate it. Ate it. And oh my god, he ate. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, what else? Uh, Uh, wow, you you hit that so well. Core memory unlocked. <laughs> you ski like I used to ski back when I went to Kiev that one winter. Oh, that kind of winter. I see what you did there. It's going to be an unvaxxed winter in Kiev. The kind of winter that would make Hunter Biden shiver. Winter. With delight. Winner, winner, I came up in her. 
<laughs> I'm going to take uh, Booberry to Vegas, and he's going to say that every time he wins a hand. You get a hand, and you get a hand. We all get hands. Can I get two? I'll take three. <laughs> Wish I had more hands. I need more hands for all this work that I got to get done. Oh, my. Oh, my. It's not an easy job trying to unionize a nation. I can tell you that much. No, but it is hard. And rigid. <laughs> Stiff. Well, if you want to hang Christmas, out... Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Hope you're boxing up your Christmas just fine. Uh, we'll see you the day after New Year's. That's the New Year's Day, I believe. January 1st. Seconds. Second. Second. Seconds. Fuck. The number Keep two. January Bono. John, January Bono. Dos. Dos. January 2nd. Yeah. Uno dos. Yeah. Second. But we'll be live with the Dad's Anime Podcast and Prometheus.Systems CEO next Monday, 7.30, mm-hmm. 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively, over at BadRadio.Live. Come and hang out with us. Uh, make sure you leave that screen mail. 612-263-7999 is that telephone number. And if you want to come play around a little bit and find out, uh, actually, fed around and find out at Spook.Social. <laughs> yes, literally. Type in spook.social and you'll find us there. I'm actually going to go get a little more cozy myself. And until next time, I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from the bereft coast where we are seeing heavy rain for the first time since I was a young girl. My name is Lavish. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Do not let this glamorous look distract you. You may call me mistress. I'm not trying to shame this guy, but I think he needs to get educated. Can we renew the cabbie? Understandably, you're jealous of my buttons. So many options. Who doesn't like a button? Buttons. Who doesn't like a button? Well, best accessory. You've got a button. Buttons. 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 We don't really do sponsors. It's closed. Time to move on. This sounds like a victim. They got a free show. You are dismissed.